Welcome, welcome. You are listening to The Discussions. Welcome, everyone, to, uh, I don't even remember what this podcast is called. Missionary Position. Missionary Position. <laughs> that is horrible. That's the name of Mission been. Stories Podcast is what this is called. The Discussions. That, gosh, dang it. I feel like we should start this over, but guess what? We're not. Um, today we have uh, Elder Jace Webb. Jace, how are you? Haven't been called Elder in a minute. I'm, I'm pretty good. Jace, you served where? Uh, uh, Macon, Georgia. From what year to what year? From 2013 to 2015. The Dirty South. The Dirty South. Hotlanta. It was <laughs> unbearable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was all right. Now. Was, many, many zombies. No, I heard they filmed The Walking Dead in Macon, but I never... Oh, you never I was, saw The I was Living Dead? Fo- or? I was focused on the Lord's Where, where is Macon <laughs> geographically from Atlanta? Uh, it's, in the, it's central Georgia. Like dead center, Georgia. Like how far away from Atlanta? It's about two hours south of Atlanta, from what I remember. We're jumping in, but there's one more thing, too, Jace. Um, Not only did you serve in Georgia, but you also spoke the native tongue of Georgia, uh, Espanol. Yes, you're correct. That is the native tongue. <laughs> we'll get in. We'll get into to that in a little bit, a little bit in depth, I guess. But any 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 stories or thoughts that you have leading up to your mission? Um, was receiving your mission call, putting in your papers, was that normal? Was that process um, good, bad, ugly? What what kind of happened there? Did you always know you were going to go on a mission? Was it a hard decision? I just asked you 50 questions. I expect you to remember every single one. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't have a decision. Uh, my dad basically made me go. Um, not that I didn't want to. Uh, it's always something that I knew that I was going to do. Um, but your dad wouldn't have let you not go. Correct, yeah. But, but what does that mean? That means that they changed the missionary age from 19 to 18 uh-huh. in October that year. And I went from having six months or a year and six months before I left to six months. Because there was no way I wasn't going as soon as I graduated then. So, so did he like sit you down and say, hey, this is the expectation? So or that, is this that like was an unspoken thing you just knew? Uh, no. Basically, Christmas rolled around and I got luggage. And I knew I was going. So, and then I I felt pressure. Um, Basically, I feel like everybody did that year of high school. The seminary program introduced like a board that they'd like have mission calls up. So it was kind of expected that you would just go when you graduated. So I turned 18 June 15th um, of 2013. And I left on my mission on July 24th. Or July 22nd. So I left like a little over a month after I turned 18. So I was the youngest missionary in the field when I first got out. I was like the first batch of 18-year-old missionaries to go. So, mm-hmm. um, it was an interesting dynamic with my parents. Uh, you know, I felt the urge to go. But, you know, it was always something that I was expected to do. So I just did. Um, I had a testimony and... I wanted to do it, but that doesn't mean that I was prepared. I don't think I was. 
I don't know if you can ever be prepared, but I say I don't think any missionary is yeah. really prepared for what it is ahead of time. You can have a testimony, you can kind of have a concept of the mission, but actual preparation and saying you're hundred percent prepared, I think is pretty naive. Yeah. No, I think so too. So when you got were were there any expectations or desires for where you would go? Would you were you wanting to learn a language? Yeah, I put in like, you know, how they have like the it's almost like a test at school, like they have the agree, strongly agree, disagree, like little bubbles that you fill out. At least they did when I was applying for my mission. I don't remember that. I don't remember that, but yeah. They were like, do you want to learn a language? Strongly agree. And I said, yeah, I strongly want to learn Are you depressed? Language. Strongly agree. <laughs> uh, do you have, are you How mentally stable? How depressants will you Don't need? answer, because <laughs> if you aren't, then it's not going to do us any good. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I wanted to go out of the country. When I read my call to Georgia, I was sad about it. And then I kept reading, and it was Spanish-speaking, and I was happier about it. I felt like. A little bit of a roller coaster, then. Yeah, and then they sent me to the Mexico City MTC, and I realized what? I was quite happy that I was going back to the States after hey, six weeks. Hey, this is fun. This is interesting, because that's, that's usually our next question, is the MTC experience. It so was rough. It. it was <laughs> rough? I mean, they shipped us. It was, I was the first batch of missionaries in that MTC, so they converted a school right. It was, yeah, right, to right, an MTC right. yeah. in a matter of, in like a week. So it went from being a Mexican boarding school to an MTC. In a church run. Uh, it was still a church run school. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we showed up. They flew me out to Mexico. Had no idea. I'd never took a Spanish class in high school. Didn't know any Spanish at all. Roll off the bus. All of the workers there, are the you know, they hire people to like, yeah. you know, whatever. But none of them spoke English at all. So we didn't know what to do. They, like, herded us into a building. And they're like, email your parents. You're safe. Yeah. Um, email pa- us- email parent, parent, parent safe. Para per- per- safe. To say you're safe. Say, say you're safe. <laughs> and we're like, okay, well, let's email our parents. And then we get to the computer, and they're all locked. And we're like, what's the password? Nobody knew the passwords. <laughs> it was a mess. It was literally a mess. They served us cold waffles. You know, cold pancakes every morning for breakfast, and they didn't have butter or syrup, just Hershey's chocolate syrup, Mexican Hershey's chocolate syrup, (laughs) every day for two weeks until they started hiring, like, cafeteria workers to, like, actually make food for us. (laughs) It was horrible. (laughs) They were, like, um, strictly forbidden to eat anything outside of the MTC. You weren't allowed to leave. Yeah, And uh, the workers would, like, smuggle us in tacos because... So you, you, you couldn't leave That's the contraband grounds? They couldn't MTC leave the grounds. grounds. The only time we left was to visit the temple there. Interesting. So in the, uh, Brazil, you can leave. They have like a map. You have to stay within the parameters of the map. I can't remember with Guatemala. Could no. you go? No, we couldn't leave. Our, our MTC was very, like the grounds were very small. Like it was a, a two-story building that was, that was, I'm not very good, but I don't think it was bigger than an acre. And we couldn't leave at all. Um, so, yeah. You guys just weren't righteous enough, you know. They couldn't trust you guys beyond the beyond the borders. We would have shook them up. I mean, <laughs> I would have gotten robbed. Yeah. <laughs> there were like twelve foot barbed wire fences around the entire campus. That's what I'm talking about. So, so did you ever feel sketched out? When was it? Was it an adventure? Was this like this is the worst? What What were yeah, your feelings? I mean, it was fun. Like I okay. had a good time. Like obviously, 
I had just broken up with my girlfriend before I left. Got him. Uh, so, but not like broken up. We were like going to talk, but she was going to date other people. She got married. A little foreshadowing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the Jace Webb movie. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's in production right it's now. Probably not going to happen. Okay. No, but, but, but I think like budget. joint suffering kind of kind yeah, of makes we it all, fun. You know, right. It was kind of fun because we were like, they don't know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to learn the language. And it kind of made it fun to learn the language. You're like You can either learn the language yeah. or yeah. not know what's going on your whole time here. Yeah. And I mainly didn't know what was going on the yeah, entire time. I mean, six weeks. Six, six weeks is quick, but, I mean, we went through an experience which was longer. Like, yeah. you were in there longer than six weeks, and I was I well. think it was nine weeks. Yeah. So, but I think they realized, too, um, they don't need – it's not going to make any yeah, difference. Let's not, just send them six yeah. weeks and get them out there because that's where they're going to actually learn. Because no one's fluent when they leave the MTC. Right. Um, did you cry at all in the shower? Uh, I only remember crying one night. Oh, man. I only remember crying. I just want someone to cry in the shower. That's what I did. No, I, I have some interesting photos of me, like, flexing with other missionaries. I don't know. You know, you do dumb no. stuff. I was nope. like, nope. Sorry, bro. Nope, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys have done it. Uh, we have not. I was going to say in high school, but then I realized that he was in high school I when he went on his mission. So. was just barely 18. He was a super senior on yeah. his mission. I literally was a vivid bro. No, like, he was, he was just celebrating... The well, you go Syracuse High. Yeah, the Syracuse High School track victory. <laughs> now he's in moments, Mexico City. Moments, <laughs> moments before, he's he's uh, he's just ruling ruling the world, driving on campus, and then all of a sudden he's a nobody in Mexico City. Yep, just surviving. Yeah. Well, did you did you ever do splits <coughs> with the missionaries in Mexico? No, um, you literally could not leave the wall. It was so dangerous. It's like a terrible area. So we got because we went on splits. Campus was huge, though. It was massive. Hmm. They, what did you do for uh, physical uh, activities? You know, your standard uh, ultimate Frisbee. Uh, Tanner Mangum from BYU was there when I was there. So he was. Really? He did was you get always, to know him or is this like. Yeah, is he, this, no, you, I actually did know him. Uh, okay, so this isn't missionary lore. A little we, bit. We'll get into that later on. No, I'm not kidding you. He literally every physical activity time that we had. He was throwing a football and all to you las hermanas were oh my he's, he's got such a strong arm I'm like, <laughs> yeah well you just like st- yeah well at my high school uh, well, i have stronger faith my, yeah. <laughs> <Armana>. <laughs> it's like i i actually i reached out to tender mingham after my mission i was like hey bro do you remember me because it was like right you after, remember me <laughs> it was like right after he threw that amazing touchdown right. pass nebraska anyway yeah so he would like yeah, yeah. came in yeah he came in his face hill, hill was yeah. out anyways like, right after that, I was like, man, maybe I should reach out to him. Maybe he'd remember me. You know, you're just trying to be you cool and you say slid that into you know the DMs. I slid into the DMs, yes, and he did not slide back. <laughs> <laughs> he never responded. He's busy. He's busy. Uh, you know, I bet it was one of those things. You know, we all do that. We get a message and we think, you know, I got I to gotta get back to that person, you know, and then they, that's what happened. Mm, or he had no idea who I was. Could have been. He didn't know. He knew Elder Webb. There's a chance, a small one. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, I mean, I had a good time at the MTC. There, our little house cleaning guy would come and clean our little house every day, and he made these custom Book of Mormon covers that he oh, yeah. like, hand-inscribed, like, the picture of Moroni. 
and we were all stoked. Like we all bought them from him. And the the guy works all day at the MTC, goes home and makes these covers all night long, and then goes back and sells them. I mean, just the grind. But they were dope. Listen, Still you ain't he ain't got time to think about depression. He's just he's, he's just making scripture cases and him and his wife. He's like, yeah, me and my wife, we just. I mean, from what we deduce, we didn't speak the language. So <laughs> this could be, be completely. That's the story false. you told yourself. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't saying the word for wife. He was saying the word mujer. Yeah, and you're like, oh, woman. Yeah, probably wife. <laughs> it's like I think that means woman. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm like not yeah, sure. yeah. That's awesome. Um, any any other cool things happening at MTC? Any other mangums you want to talk about or? No, I didn't like my companion very much. Let's talk but about I that. I learned to like him. I, we would like go on splits with the other elders. This one other elder hated his companion, and I you hated did mine. you did you did splits in quotations. Was this uh, approved splits or this is just like uh, hey? No, this is like hey, let's hey elders go get the mail and we'll do this, you know. And then we just vent to each other. Like I hate this guy. So what? But I liked him by the end. But, but so 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 initial impressions. And what did you not like about him? Uh, I can't even. I couldn't even tell you. I can't remember. I like him now, and he was in my mission for the whole mission. So, I ended up liking him as a guy. Never was his companion though. Okay. Hmm. On my actual mission. Interesting. He's erased it from his memory. You know, well, you only, you all the good has surpassed the, good, yeah. the bad. Oh. Yeah, Eric. Jace is Jace is a great man. Oh, we didn't even introduce ourselves at the beginning of this. That's fine. My name's Eric. Uh, this is Scott. My name's Jace. We already got you. Okay. Jenner's sitting on the couch. We'll yep. get to Jenner. Okay, we'll get to you. Don't worry. Okay, um, Jace, you leave Mexico for the far off land of uh, Georgia. Yep, even worse than I had imagined. <laughs> I was like, well, here's the thing. I'm like, okay, I imagine if I actually served in Mexico, I'd like the food, but they, it was horrible at the MTC. Yeah, right. no, so, yeah. Right. yeah. After six weeks, I was like, I'm actually so happy I'm not serving out of the country. Because I got to go home to Burger King. Tender mercy. A tender mercy. And a tender meat. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I just remember always thinking, I can't wait to get out of here to have a hamburger. And that's the first thing we did when we landed. Uh, they had like a Burger King in the airport, and I scarfed like three of three Whoppers down. It was awesome. The best Whoppers you've ever had. Best Whoppers I've ever tasted. Greasy. You know, that's good. Cheese. So, when you get to the airport, who's there picking you up? Well, our mission president, it was his, his first batch of missionaries he was picking up. He was brand new as well. And he didn't realize that he had to pick up the missionaries from the domestic side and the international side because we were coming from Mexico. Right. So he picked up all the domestic missionaries and took off. <laughs> and then we're sitting in the airport in Atlanta. It's a massive airport. <laughs> We yeah, don't have phones. Huge. We don't have anything. I'm like, does anybody have a quarter? Like, does anybody have the mission president's information? Like, how do we get a hold of this guy? Because how many? How many was in your group from international? Uh, probably like five, six okay. of us. And uh, so we're like, uh, maybe we should call him. I don't know how we're going to call him. We don't have his number. So eventually, I can't remember how we figured it out, but we used a phone booth in the airport. We didn't. None of us had phones, and we called him, and we're like. We're, you know, we're here at the airport, you know, like if you're coming or we're just trying to, you know. Sorry, mission's full. We're just trying to start our missions, you know, we're really anxious to serve the Lord here. And uh, 
uh, and be then he nice, goes, bud. Hey, he goes, bud. He goes, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're an hour south of Atlanta now. So he had to, he let the APs take the buses and they got, I can't, I don't know how they got another car. They must have piled all the other missionaries into it's one. It's the ATL, the dude. Back. You hot wired to survive. But yeah, that was uh, the airport. Inter- <laughs> so then you head to the mission home. Yep. And how was that experience? Do you all of a sudden meet the president? Do you what happens there? Seems like, seemed like a nice guy. Uh, was it an actual home? Yeah, it was like a nice house okay. in Atlanta, in uh, Macon. Nice two story house. They uh, had like one side of the house was for the sisters and one was for the elders. And then the next morning was the conference where all the missionaries would come to do their transfers or whatever. So you did spend the night in the. Keep talking. Um, yeah, I want to say that we did the first night, and then the next morning we had the... So do you remember what you guys did that first night? I, they made us homemade barbecue, and I, I can't remember. It's I think the mission... casual, everyone's hanging out, and it wasn't like, hey, this is... Right, yeah, it wasn't like... You know, you hear those stories of, like, mission president teams you up with a veteran elder, and you have to, like, track your first night right, or, like, right. go out on the street and contact. No, we didn't do any of that. Weeks off. Um... Tell us about your mission president. Uh, president Cottle, um, pretty cool guy <laughs> from from Logan. Um, just he he didn't coddle us, which is a running joke. Wasn't very funny. <laughs> it's still it's <laughs> still not. Yeah, <laughs> got him. Uh, no, I mean he was a nice guy. We never got super close. Uh, I was a pretty good missionary for the most part, so we didn't really. Our interviews would be like five minutes long, and he'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'd be like, "You know, just missionary work." And did did uh, um, do you know what he did before he was mission president? He was a institute teacher, so you know, basically my dad, who was a seminary teacher. That's what you needed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did you resent that at all? Uh, I don't remember resenting it. I, if anything, I felt more comfortable with it because it was okay. something I was already accustomed to. We know Scott and we know Jace pretty well from the adventures. Yes. Jace is, Jace has a pretty positive outlook on human beings. Yes, he does. That's very true. A heart of gold. Well, God bless you, Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I just think I just think to myself like you like you were explaining you're like, you know, I yeah, he was good, and everyone's good. My first companion, I hated him, but I loved him, and I don't know what I hated him for, and uh, everyone's good. So I, this is good, you know? Okay, first companion then. So do, uh, are the are the trainers there at the mission home waiting to be paired up with you guys? Yeah, so every six weeks for transfer, they, everybody would drive to Macon, who was being transferred, and then that's where you found out who your companion was going to be and who where you were going. They'd have, like, a big PowerPoint and this elder is getting this elder, and they're going here. Oh, that's incredible! We never had that, and I love that. That's yeah. I'm I'm hype. Like that's what I do. Actually, if there's a job for hype, if anyone's listening out there, that's actually what I do well. I just hype things, yeah. and that sounds like hype. It actually was. It was like it's so like nerve wracking, and you can like have. I, I'm imagining this right now. PowerPoint. <laughs> so you have the one picture fly in. And it's uh-huh. like Elder Webb with. Click the button. Another face comes in. Yeah, and then you'd stand up, and then you'd give that elder a hug, and then really sit down. This is real. This is literally every six weeks. Did you? You guys didn't do that. No, we got calls. We got calls on the phone, and it was like, "Hey, bro, 
<laughs> hey, like, man, I know you've really been getting used got, to the area, but... They, uh, they'd read it. They're like, you've got a transfer and you've got an interview. If you had an interview, that means you were getting... You're becoming a trainer, a DL, a ZL, or AP, whatever it meant. If you, had, if you had an interview, that's what those meant. But you just get a call. You'd show up to the main chapel, and they would just read through them. They would just be like, okay, Zona, the you know, this zone. Elder this and elder this, this area. Elder this, elder this, sister this, sister this, this area. But it, but it wasn't was already like, predetermined. Like, well, not predetermined, but it was already known ahead of time who was going to be serving with who. They knew. Uh, we didn't know. Okay. But they made a presentation on PowerPoint and stuff, and they got up so in it's my the, car. It's, it's the PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. It's the hype. Because the hugging the thing hype. happened for us. Because what, no. what would happen is if, it was, if, it, if you were being transferred to somewhere in the interior of the coast... You did not go to the central chapel, but if it was somewhere right, domestic, right, right. then you would go. Same thing, president would stand up. We didn't have PowerPoint, but he would say, Elder so-and-so, stand up. He says, your nope. new, new companion will be this guy. And they go, went over and gave a hug. See, I would have been a better missionary if this would have happened to my mission. Yeah. This did not happen. No, 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 the APs announced it. The APs got up and were just like, this and this, this person, this person. And then after, you were just expected to find that person and head off. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no, dead serious, there was no like... Hey, stand up, stand up. You've been this, this, and this. It was nothing. There were like, the only shocks were ever like if someone got called to be zone leader and be like, oh. He is pretty righteous. Elder, Elder Rodriguez? It turns leader? out he's been more righteous than we thought. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I saw him last week. He was getting a little close with the cook's daughter and stuff, but the <laughs> president knows what he's doing. Apparently flirt to convert is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, I like that, though. So are, were, you a, were you a hugger beforehand? Yeah, I'm not afraid of a little physical contact, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Go ask Elder Mangum. Uh, okay. Yeah. He had a grip of steel from what I remember. So I, just, I don't know. I can't remember. First comp, what was the very first thing you thought when you were called? Uh, first companion was Scott Brimacone, Brimacombe, and he was Canadian, and I was in a trio with an elder... Uh, Oh, if he ever listens to this, he's going to kill me. Bennett, Elder Bennett. And it was the best of times. We lived in an apartment. We got I got sent to Augusta, Georgia was my first area. I've about, heard of that place. Yeah, about five minutes from the Masters is where our apartment was. Is that the one where they don't let women in too? Well, I don't know because we – I'll tell you about that in here in a second. Okay, Give me just a second. So we – we, uh, No, I don't play golf. <laughs> I'm horrible. I, I'm decent. I'm all right. If I had to go on a business trip and impress, wouldn't work. If I went on a biz- leisure business trip, I could probably slide by. So let's let's put you in the position of Jim Halpert in the office. If you're mm-hmm. having to sell paper playing golf, sure, okay. uh, probably could do it. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm not. Continue. I'm not Andy. I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, stay no, up all yeah, night. Yeah. No, okay. Anyways, beside the point, uh, we shared an apartment with two English elders, so there were five of us in a two-man apartment. And it was crazy. It was seriously crazy. Like, it never happened again after that. But, like... <laughs> well, so, do, do you feel this way? I always felt like the mission is, like, Boy Scout camp on steroids. Oh, yeah. It was, like... But I was, like, 18. I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know there was, like, anything different was possible, you know? So, what sort of tomfoolery were you guys I mean, my, my trainer was awesome. Like, really tried to help me... Make me feel comfortable. Who was this? Was Elder Bennett? Elder also Bennett the same time had only been in? out six weeks. Okay, so he was training two at once. Okay, and the one guy—I mean, 
I felt a little left out at first. I felt like, oh, these guys well, are buddies because yeah, they've they, already they'd been they'd companions for six. Yeah. yeah, and I was just coming in as the third wheel, just coming in so hot and just. I was just. Let's be honest, Jace. If you're coming in, it's soft. It was so soft, <laughs> like a downy pillow. Anyway, so I, I don't know, but we, we learned to like each other, and I just remember like crazy stuff happening. Like I remember it being like one o'clock in the morning and none of us ever slept ever because we'd be talking all night long. We literally had two rooms. Each room was like our study rooms. And then in the living room area were five beds. It was so like, now that I think about it, that is so crazy to me that actually happened and that we used to sleep. We wouldn't sleep in the rooms in our mission. Like we would, have our beds out in the living room area and then the rooms would be where we would study only for a couple areas but so i remember like it being like 2 a.m we're deep in conversation or we're just being really dumb and i remember literally jumping out the two-story window just to because they were like no you won't do it and i was like i'll freaking do it i landed in the bushes and then i in your g's no i think I, i was wearing pjs you know i was wearing my uh your 90s. My prep clothes, you know. I think I had a, you know, used Vans T-shirt and a pair of Adidas basketball shorts that were two sizes too large. You weren't wearing your student body officer jacket, or no, I didn't want to flex on him too hard. You know, first coming out, I wanted to kind of save that for later. But <laughs> I jumped out the window. I like land. It wasn't very tall. I wasn't like crazy. But I literally was crazy. So. I wouldn't do that normally, you know. They like pressured me into it. Four guys are like, and you're like the youngest guy and trying to prove yourself or whatever. I jumped out the window and then I ran up back up the stairs to the apartment complex and they locked me out. Obviously, dude, you didn't see that coming. They had locked me out. They let me sit out there for an hour. It was three a.m. before they let me back in. <laughs> the They're Holy like, Ghost is already in bed. Oh, and you're was, in the middle snoozing. of a, you're in Augusta, Georgia, like. 50 years removed from people being lynched on the streets. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting out there. <laughs> just a non-Baptist Christian out there waiting to be lynched. Without I, his companion. I was scared for my life. Not really. And then I remember, like, another elder, his dad would always order him pizza to the apartment. That's so weird. Wait, what? At like, yeah, like 11 o'clock, we'd, like, get a knock on the door, and his dad would have ordered him, like, two pepperoni pizzas from Domino's. I remember that happening, like, once a week. So that's, like, cool, but, like... I'm like getting anxiety thinking about you not going to bed. Yeah. Let's just say P Day, we just all slept. <laughs> no, we didn't. We were just as rambunctious as every other day. <laughs> I don't know. I remember it being really fun. I got really into chess in that area. We'd play every morning during breakfast. What the heck is uh, wrong with you? I don't know, man. Jeez. <laughs> I had I brought my chessboard. You brought your chessboard. Yeah. I'm, so why is it confusing so, so that you got on, into hold, chess? Yeah, hold up a second here. So was well, that not contraband? No, 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 I didn't bring it, but my dad had sent me my chessboard. Oh, so you're getting Your a knock at 11 p.m. Allowed that to happen? You can play board games in the morning. Yeah, but no, right? a little so, game of chess is. So you've got your on friend. Day, not every morning for breakfast before uh, scripture study. From what I remember, up all I don't night, think that was part of the rules. Circle jerk and jumping out a window. Listen, we, like, we still got. Listen, we still got to freaking study at 9 a.m. We woke up a little early to get a couple games. You guys in. worked hard and played. <laughs> we did. Uh, so, no, my thing is like, so you've got you've got freaking your companion getting pizzas delivered at eleven p.m. and then you've got your dad delivering chess. He's just oh, geez, Louise. Hey, whatever you know, whatever it took, Eric. 
Was it just normal chess, or was it like Lord of the Rings figurine chess? No, you know, just your average, uh, your average chess. Black so. and white. Uh, the board was green. Surprisingly, interesting. Yeah. That was that wouldn't have expected that. Bet you didn't see that coming. No, I did not. Um, so let's talk about your area. Uh, was it hard to find Spanish-speaking um, people in Georgia? It was hard to find them if you were looking in the wrong places. Augusta, Georgia. Yes. So did you guys figure that out out of the out of the? I mean, out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, would, my would trainer. Your trainer that. knew I mean, stuff. You, you okay. know, the Hispanics are in the trailer parks. That's where they were, and you knew. There were the like the ten signs of a Hispanic person living in an apartment complex or a trailer. Home. Ten signs. There were like ten. Break yeah. them down. Dish five hundred. It's a satellite service only for Hispanics. They got a dish five hundred outside the door. You know they're speaking Spanish in there. Okay. Second, the mop left out to dry, and a sm- small slight hint of fabulosa. <laughs> they sell fabulosa in Georgia. Oh yeah. Dollar General. You get it. <laughs> Buckets of it. Uh, the third sign, bicycles. They'd have like six or seven. Only had two kids, but they needed six bikes. We're not going to jump to any uh, conclusions that they were stolen. They were all theirs. Yeah, no, they're definitely lawful. You know, maybe not legally lawful, but lawful abiding not citizens. legally lawful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not racist. I love Hispanics. I, I, if anything, I learned to love them more on my mission than I did before. But uh, let's see, what were some other signs? Uh, soccer balls. You got soccer balls outside the house. You're knocking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll correct. It's not either. It's not a house. There were like probably five Hispanics my whole two years teaching that lived in an actual house. Besides that, we were in trailer parks all day. Um, generally, Chihuahuas. Met Hispanics. They love Chihuahuas for some reason. I hate I hate him. I actually hated dogs on my mission. Could not stand him. Well, you're a cat person, anyways. Yeah, I mean, what the Eric? Not you didn't know me. that he loved cats. No, I have, that's okay. I have a cat. That's okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other signs. How many have I given you? Like six, like five or there six. There were there were literally ten of them that you would just know. Like, but the best one was the dish 500. What about Maria in the window? Yep. You know, if Maria's in the window, you're basically golden as well. But you're also going to get the I'm Catholic as soon as they open. Um, I feel like I'm missing a really big one, but I can't remember right now. Dish 500. So, so you were just kind of going to trailer parks, knocking on doors. Did you get referrals? How how do you how did you go about no work in your first area? No referrals. My whole mission, I never got a single referral. Really? Yeah, I like two. Okay. Say, like, I got a couple. I actually or? got. I actually got a couple baptisms off referrals. Those are probably the best thing you can get. So but it, it wasn't happening. Going on All there. the wards were English, so we would translate every Sunday for our investigators. Oh, so you didn't that even would have come. Spanish branches. You would just sit by them and translate. No, we had translators. We would sit in the back of the chapel with a translator box, and we'd have a headset on. And they would be speaking, and we'd be just translating into the headset. That's hard. Just verbatim. Yeah, that's it tough. Is so hard. And, and that's that hard. probably why my Spanish is good. That's yeah. probably the only reason. No, that'll help. That'll definitely help. That's hard. We'd have like six Hispanics in the congregation. They'd be listening. And it's like 
intimidating too. Like they're depending on you to like feel the spirit in the meeting. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, but well, you, you know, to understand what's going on. Yeah. You also get the gospel vocab really well though. Cause I think about that all the time. I'm a, I'm currently a Spanish teacher and I have a, my minor is in Spanish and I feel like I speak Spanish. Well, that being said, the, the subject in which I'm most proficient is still religious speaking. When I speak about religion, I can actually get like theoretical. Um, in whereas if I'm talking about anything else in Spanish, like I can't actually reach like the, I don't know, I can't I can't talk about these um, hard to be like philosophical about things. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't have the vocabulary. No, I don't. I can't. I can't um, speak in. Oh, gosh, the word slips my mind. I can't theoretically. Like I can't. I can't talk about ideas super well. Hypotheticals. Yeah, hypothet. That's the word. Hypotheticals. He's sharp. But like with case. with church stuff, like yeah, oh yeah, all over. It. And, but also, if people start, you know, if it's fast and testimony meeting, or it's like I like to call open mic night, the church, <laughs> you get to spin that testimony any way you want. So if they start saying weird stuff, you're just like, and now he's just saying Jesus is good. That is actually so true. We'd have like people that were just horrible just get up there and just tell their life story be like he's really digging into faith right now and wow you know we we'd pretend like we were translating like, verbatim but we just kind of no, no words no words for this <laughs> <laughs> so you know i i had a good time but what were we talking about my first, first area just kind of the word first area you. had a branch that we're was the only about, area about your mission yeah okay. only oh <laughs> shoot that was the only area that had a branch uh and that must the, have been nice. At the end, they uh, merged the branch with the English ward. Oh, never mind. The no. last, Rip. my last transfer there. So how long were you in that first area? Uh, so I had four areas total on my mission. I was in each area for six months. <laughs> Literally, my like mission. That's for Jason. Yeah, my like mission president would drop me in an area and forget about me for six months and say, oh, cr- he's still there. Oh, crap. Let's, uh, let's, where, where could we put him? There's nothing that's more Elder Jace Webb than I just had four. <laughs> I just split my mission in quarters. <laughs> here, 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 here. There you go, Jace. So, so okay. So it was symmetrical. Young Jace in his first area, the first quarter of your mission. Uh-huh. What were your What were your impressions of missionary work? Was it what you thought it was going into it? Was it different? Was it harder? Was it? I, mean, uh, I don't think it's ever what you think it's going to be. Okay. It was uh, harder than I thought it'd be, especially, you know, going into like Mexico and being so excited to like speak the language and then finding out that only 5% of the population actually speaks Spanish and then 80% of the time teaching in English. 80% of the time you taught in English? Correct. Just because you were teaching, just because you did not enough Hispanic Latin people to teach 100% of the time. So we would try and find them, and I and I stuck to that my whole mission. Hey, my calling is to find Hispanic people. Right. But if I got a solid English investigator, probably half of my baptisms were English. Interesting. M- m- maybe more. Hmm. Was that hard, like, on your, uh, like, mentally? Like, was that was that, like, something that wore on you? Did you ever feel guilt for teaching in English? No, never. I think I knew that I was just trying my best. So if I just knew that I was trying to find Hispanic people and I found English people who were ready, then 
I felt good about teaching them. We would carry around, my backpack would be filled. I'd have half a stack of Spanish Book of Mormons and half a stack of English Book of Mormons. I always carried copies of both pamphlets in both languages. Right. Always. Because it doesn't matter, you know, who who answered the door, you're still going to, I mean, you know, if a white man answers the door, I'm not just going to be like, okay, uh, we'll see you later. We don't have a message for yeah, you today, have- sir. <laughs> <laughs> You can go back to what you're doing, sir. I'm sorry for wasting your time. This is, you are not what I expected. So, so, so you had Dish 500, I just assumed. So are you was, Colombian? <laughs> so was there was there overlap in your area then? Were there English-speaking elders in your area? Yeah, so we would basically, we had like kind of a pact with the English elders. Hey, this is our situation. Not a lot of Hispanics to teach. If we find English-speaking, we're going to teach them. And they, for the most part, were really cool about letting us have our own English investigators. Yeah, if we got busy in Spanish, we could pass them over. Sometimes that happened. Did you did you talk to the mission president about the difficulties of finding? He knew. I mean, you have to know. The 5% of the population is Hispanic. It's not going to be an easy ride. Or Right, but did you have that conversation? Did you say, I mean, did he, did he come to you guys and say, hey, elders, you know, the Hispanic population is small in this area. This is what we want you to be doing. Did no. Just, whatever you guys decide is best is what you're going to do. Yeah. He, I mean, we just did what we thought. What did was your best. mission president care about, Jace? Jace wouldn't know. He talked to President Cottle a good ten times for five minutes, total of fifty minutes. This whole probably, mission. yeah. I still, I still he never like- responded to my emails too, ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to email him every week, you know. Right? Yeah. I'd be like, so, uh, hey, President, uh, this week uh, found a couple new investigators. This is what we're working on. Hope you have a great week. Uh, talk to you next week. Nothing. But Jace, it's but, like it fits you that you got four areas in your mission, and that your mission president just neglected you. Your whole mission, like that's just that's what would happen to Jace. But you weren't having like I, I still don't feel like I've got a good grasp of what your mission president was like. Like so, you didn't have conversations with him at zone conferences. Like even during your interviews, you don't feel like you got a good grasp of what, like, what was his mentality? What did he teach you guys? Like, yeah, what I mean, did, yeah, we'd you have either like, have the strict mission president or the he, happy, carefree, right in between. I think. Yeah, I mean, I know who my mission president was. I know what kind of mission president he was. Did we have a personal connection? Not really. So then, so then, tell me about it. What was he like then? He was right in between and happy go lucky and strict. So I mean, he caught us. I wasn't a hundred percent obedient. Okay, guys, I'm just gonna just lay that out there. That's fair. Okay. I was probably ninety percent obedient. I mean, okay. you jumped out of two. No, nah, not no. Nah, I wasn't that good. Let's be honest. I was, you know, I didn't do anything too crazy. So I you remember were too scared to do things too. Yeah, crazy, Jay. for real. I'd have like, if anything, my companions would convince me to do something. Yeah. kind of like yeah, it wasn't really sense. me behind it, you know. Yeah. But I remember we bought a Prince Roy CD from Walmart. And we were, like convinced ourselves that like it was going to help us learn the, the language. Royce. You know, Dante I know Prince Royce. Beso. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. we were loving that song, bro. <laughs> on the Mish. Uh, we that song. Yeah, you nailed okay. it. Okay, okay, crushed yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, so he found out that we would, had been listening to that because some of the English elders ratted us out. They'd be like, "What are you guys listening to?" We're like, "We're learning the language, elders." This is our study. <laughs> this is our craft. They did not. So anyways, the president found out. I just remember getting an email from him once. That's his only email he sent to you? Yeah. So he he talked to you guys about it in person. No, he just sent me an email and said, hey, 
I heard that you had some inappropriate music that you just need to get rid of if you can. That'd be awesome. And I was like, you should have talked to the English speaking elders and been like, you just assuming it's inappropriate. You don't even know what he's saying. He's just talking well, about giving the girl a kiss. You, you definitely know it wasn't hymns. <laughs> At some point, you know, it's not a hymn. Some of them were catchy though. You know, so, and I was, beso. I mean, I love music and I'm always trying to find new music. So my whole mission, that was a big struggle for me was not listening to worldly music. I think I only cracked under pressure once with one elder. Prince Royce was the other one. Yeah, yeah. so maybe twice. This what other elder, it? we would just decided, hey, let's listen to the radio. And we'd listen to the radio like twice, and then we felt really bad and stopped listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you have cars, so, you know, like sometimes it's a temptation. Did you have cars in all your four areas? No, I biked in Auburn, Alabama. It was my last area. I was a biking elder. Let, let on Augusta real quick. You said you had something to tell about golf, maybe. Oh yeah, so you're you're right there. So you want to get a picture to send home to the family. You're like, we're right here, y'all. Like, how cool is this that we're right next to this like super bougie golf course that nobody's allowed on? So we like pull to the side by the little sign, and there's literally it's the tiniest sign to the golf course. It's like I'm trying to describe it so that. You, the listeners can know it's probably the size of a like art poster that you do an art project on that you get from Walmart. That's how big the sign was for the Augusta, the masters Augusta course, maybe smaller. And it just says Augusta masters. That's all it says. And then there's like a big gate and then security arts or whatever. They're always there. So we just were like, you know, maybe we'll just get out of the car for a second, not even like walk close to it, but just get the picture with the sign behind it. We pulled our car in front of it and immediately like six guys in suits walked out of the thing and like started walking towards the car. So we just sped off and never got <laughs> a picture with it. Maybe they just wanted to take the picture for you. No. Maybe they wanted they to know more pissed. about the gospel. Yeah. No, I tell you, those guys were not interested in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless Jesus wore a green jacket. Exactly. Unless yeah. Jesus is Tiger Woods. Okay. So what, so... What was the biggest lesson you learned in that first area? Mm. I don't know. Work hard. Have fun. Had fun. I had fun my whole mission, but I think I learned that from my first area was it's okay to work and have fun at the same time. I think a lot of missionaries go out and say, I, you know, the expectation is that I'm 100% obedient and that I have to follow all the rules to, you know, the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. And I feel like they're miserable. So I learned a balance between, hey, let's follow the rules and be, uh, let's, you know, enjoy our time out here. So I, you know, I wasn't 100% obedient. Like if we were in an awesome lesson past 930, I wasn't going to freak out and be like, we got to go you know, finish the lesson and then leave, you know? So just things like that. You kind of have to learn how to decide, you know, what's what God wants versus what the book says. And I feel like I got that out of my first area. So were you with the same, were you, how long were you in that trio for? So you were in four areas, but did you get companion switched? And Uh, I wish I would have my preach my gospel. have all my companions written in it. Uh, I just remember, uh, I was with 
Elder Brimacombe and Elder Bennett, and then Elder Brimacombe got transferred, so then it was just me and Elder Bennett. This is still in the first area. Yeah, and then uh, I want to say there's one more companion that I had in that area before I left, because then Elder Bennett left, and then I trained somebody to take that over. I can't remember who it was. So you became a trainer in your first year? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, they just were... I just trained just, them on the area. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember, but I had one more before I left. Gotcha. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, what's this? No, never mind. Different different area. I well, can't remember. Well, so where do That's you... crazy. Where do you go from Augusta? Uh, I went to uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Were you stoked to get out of the area? Were you um, sad to leave? I, mean, no, I was sad. I liked. I really liked the people of the branch. I felt like I got a good grasp of what Hispanic culture is all about from that branch. They were mainly Hondurans, okay. so every area I had a different, you know, culture that I kind of was the main culture of the area. So my next area was Warner Robins, and it was mainly Mexican. Which Warner Robins is about thirty minutes south of Macon. So it's right back in the center. Augusta's up by South Carolina. And I actually had a bit of South Carolina in my Augusta. We covered zones instead of areas as Spanish elders. So we would cover like six missionaries areas. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Augusta or Warner Robins was really fun, but there were hardly any Hispanics. So I mainly taught English there. Um, who's your companion at this point? Do you become senior companion at some point? So I go there and I'm with Elder McNeil and he had been out probably five months more than me, five months longer than, no, maybe only three. He was fairly new too, but he knew a lot more Spanish than I did. And he helped me learn a lot more Spanish. Uh, me and Elder Bennett didn't know anything because we only had our trainer for six weeks and he only had him for 12 weeks. And so we basically... <laughs> We're learning together at that point for our last transfer there. How many Spanish-speaking missionaries were there? Probably about mission? 20 out of 250. Right. So, yeah, you have a small pool from which you can actually, like, be their companion. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, they do zebras, too, if they don't have enough, or there's an odd number of Spanish elders, then you're paired with an English elder, and I had that as well. Hmm. I had that in Warner Robins. Uh, so I had... How was that? Well, well, his name was Elder Rodriguez. And he didn't speak Spanish. And he was Hispanic. And so it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> we'd open the door. They'd open the door and look at him. Start and he'd be like, uh, just like wide-eyed. Just doesn't know what's going on. And I'd be the one that spoke Spanish. And they're like, <laughs> he doesn't speak Spanish? I'm like, no. They're like, you didn't learn? And he's like, no. Nah. She just told him he's deaf or something. <laughs> he thought he was going to learn for a while, but he never learned it. So, so I weird. and he was one of those guys that doesn't really like he, he was kind of weird. So he never ever helped me teach. So I taught by myself for 6 weeks when I was his companion. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word in any lesson. In so English what, or did Spanish. You, what, didn't even try. Did, so what were the conversations you had with your companion about that? He's a weird guy, man. And tried to make the best of it. Jace, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. No, Jace isn't about Jace. to have an abrasive companionship inventory you meeting. Didn't, you okay? didn't have a conversation Say, look, bro, what are we doing? I said, hey, you want to pitch in this next lesson? He'd be like, yeah, sure, man. And I'd be like, cool. And then the next lesson would come, and I'd look at him, and he'd look right back at me, <laughs> and I would look back at the investigator and just start teaching again. Like he so would wait, not. He, he'd just look at you and you'd sit there? Hold on, hold on. 
So when you got home at night, uh-huh. you guys wouldn't talk about. Yeah, I'd be like, man, Elder, do you want to learn some Spanish so you can like pitch in in the lessons? And you'd be like, yeah, man, like teach me some Spanish. I'd be like, okay, let's do it. And then he wouldn't learn anything, and then he wouldn't try the next day. And so I just got over it. You know, I just got used to teaching by myself. He was a nice guy. <laughs> It's Jace. His positivity is like, great guy, great missionary, great. He did, did a great did, job. Did he, <laughs> he I never said he, he, he was there. Testimony? Was he terrified of people? Was it social anxiety? Like what? Dude, I couldn't tell you. Like day you one. You were with the guy 24-7 for six months. Six weeks, bro. Okay, six <laughs> weeks. Okay, here's what happened. First night, you want to hear? Yes. We go, to the, we go to the freaking conference, and president says, Elder Webb with... Elder Rodriguez, it's a zebra. And all the missionaries go. He says oh, it's a gosh. zebra? Yeah. This is the hype is incredible. Yeah. Continue. Oh no, it was lit. <laughs> it was lit. Anyway, so everybody's kinda, you know, everybody goes, Oh, that's crazy, huh? You know, you kind of hear that Zebras, little yeah. some whispering in the in the crowd. And I'm like, Yeah, what's up? I can handle the zebra. Come on. <laughs> Bring him God. at me. I'm like, who is this Elder Rodriguez? And I took one look at him, I was like, I'm in trouble. He's a weird looking guy. Comes home. Doesn't say anything on the car ride home. Comes home. First thing he pulls out of his suitcase is this massive statue that you burn. It was a dragon statue that had a little thing on the end that you burn incense from. He's like, bro, you ever burned incense? And I'm like, no. I, I have never a, burned incense. Question. I love how that's a question. Like, have you ever burned things to smell good? It's like, I've used candles. Yeah. Like, so anyway, so he's like, bro, you're going to love this. Starts burning some myrrh. I don't even know. I don't know what right. he was burning. And it smelled horrible. And I said, you're never burning that in Dude, here again. Probably weed. And he never did. He'd go out and study on the porch and burn it out there. <laughs> Are you sure guy. he was studying? No, Eric, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. He, you know. He didn't know. He didn't know. That's the thing. <laughs> His chase did not know. What's, what's he studying for? You know, he's not teaching. He was reading the incense packages. He was... It's like, this one has 30% lavender. He's like, oh, well, whatever. So, I don't know. That was a good time. Did you have did you have planning sessions? Yeah, he tried. He tried his best to help me like plan and stuff, but <laughs> I was the only one doing anything. So at the end of the day, I kind of just did it. So how can you look at us and tell us that he tried? Yeah, what does that mean, Jace? What? Listen, what you got It's mean? hard to explain. You got to meet the guy. I mean, he. But we can't. We nice. have you to interpret. You know, and he's tell the us. he's the kind of guy that's not trying to be not helpful. <laughs> He's just not trying to be a human I, being. Look, I know that I'm abrasive and like assertive. Scott would have killed this kid. No, I would have had a conversation and helped him. I tried to help him, Scott. You're implying that I didn't try. I tried. You don't know anything about the kid. You can't tell me right now anything about him. He's from New Mexico. <laughs> and his favorite color is green. Really close with like, his that dad. Mean Mom wasn't really in the picture. Kind of a weirdo. What does that mean? Burn incense It's kind constantly. of a weirdo is not like... I don't know, dude. He's an odd duck. How do you describe an odd duck besides they're odd? He... 
uh, eats I'd be able to describe water. it. He doesn't wear shoes. He burns incense. He yeah, like burning incense, outside. for instance. He won't, like, what, what, there's, there's ways to describe weirdo. So you're saying he would talk to you, like, he would, he would always say, like, hey, you want to teach this lesson? He'd be like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And but then, then how long would you stare at him and why wouldn't he until just it was be unbearably quiet? awkward? And then I had to. I had to talk. No. Yes. No. How long did I'm not Ammon, used, how long I can't did do Ammon that. stare at King Lamoni? I can't remember. I can't remember. An hour hours. by the by their reckoning is what the Book of Mormon <laughs> is what the Book of Mormon says. And <laughs> that's actually we, just, we that's don't word, know. We just it was, <laughs> it was a long time. Well, no, that's word for that's word for word that's word for word what the Book of Mormon says yeah, in Alma seventeen ish. Right? It says probably often someone's going to be like he doesn't know the Book of Mormon. It says by their reckoning hour. It's a long time, Jace. You should have just stared at the freaking kid. No, I couldn't do it, bro. I, I would have. I would have showed it. up at someone's house and just sat down and looked at him. No, <laughs> he didn't know any Spanish. There was no way. But it was a zebra. Were you guys teaching English people as well? Sometimes. He... Would he speak in English? No. <laughs> would he like maybe before? like barely? Maybe Did you he not would talk bear. to your mission president. Like, look, bro. <laughs> Yeah, this guy he, may have some issues. I said, yeah, he's trying to learn the language, but he's not really trying in the lesson. <laughs> he's, not he's not getting anything. So when you say so, what do you want me to do? And he'd be like, yeah, just wait it out, man, or not respond at all. When you when how you long, say, how long had he been out? Uh, like less than me, probably like six or seven months. When you said he was trying, but he to was learn my third language. companion in that area. When you said he was trying to learn the language, what do you mean by that? He would like sit down with me and like. I'd be like, this is how you, they conjugate this verb. So let's do verb conjugations together, yeah. you know? And he'd like try. And then it would be like really hard for him. And then he would stop trying. What did he say? Like, hey, this is this sucks. I don't want to do this. Or would he just no. get up and walk away? No, he, he would never like, or... he was not like, I'm defeated. I was, I'm, I'm a positive guy. I would never let it get to that point where he's like, I'm done. You know, it was just always kind of like. Yeah, uh, well, let's try this in the next lesson, you know? And he's like, okay, well, I'll try it, and then never tried. So did he talk with the English-speaking families to which you visited? Would he have conversations before the lessons? No, dude, he was quiet. <laughs> he was a quiet guy. I mean, maybe he helped bear he say, his hey, testimony I'm, a couple times. Would he say, hey, I'm sorry, like I, I no. failed in there? He like, would just smile kind of and be like, I'm here, y'all. <laughs> I don't know, man. But he was my third companion. My second companion in the area was Elder Swim, and he taught me everything I know about Spanish. Like, he was awesome. He was good. Well, he was super disobedient, too. <laughs> so, like, on the one hand, cool dude. On the second, on the other hand, not really a rule. I mean, I mean, he wasn't too bad with me. I mean, we didn't really. The craziest thing I did on my whole mission was with him, and it wasn't even like I'm looking back at it. I'm like, that was stupid. Why do I think that's, like, the craziest thing? We played sand volleyball in our apartment complex. Shirts were removed. Wait, in wait, hold on. Not in your apartment, but your apartment complex had, had a, a sand, had okay. a sand yeah, volleyball yeah, okay, court. Yeah, yeah. It was a hot July afternoon. Shirts came off while we were playing sand volleyball. Felt a little guilty about that. You know, whatever. At the end of the day, I'm looking back at it now. I'm like, you're fine, bro. But at the time, I was like, why did I take my shirt off? You know, people can see me. And you uh, are a missionary. And I'm a missionary, so it's yeah. inappropriate. Representative of Jesus Christ. Exactly. So now thinking back, it's not that big of a deal, but I thought it was a huge deal at the time. 
like I repented and I was like, I'm sorry, I'll do better. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyways, after we get done, we're a little sweaty, a little sandy. Just so happens to be an apartment complex pool right next door. <laughs> Elder Swim goes, I'm going for a swim, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he literally, I'm like, Elder, don't do this. Like, we were all rinsing our feet off by the pool. They had like a little feet rinser off guy, you know, that yeah, you find yeah. by how the many, beach. How many? So just four of us. Okay. Four of us. Two English shoulders than us. Just, pl- this is on a P day at the very least. Yeah, P day. Yep. <laughs> it was it was a P day. It was a it was a P day. It was a P day. Uh and uh we're, we're all rinsing our feet off and then all of a sudden I turn around and Elder Swim jump headfirst in the pool. Just swimming. He got out in like a minute. He was just like making fun of us because we were all freaking out. We're like, Elder! Good heck. Satan owns those waters. The irony of it all is what if he would have drowned? (laughs) (laughs) That would have been extremely ironic. Then Jace would have been like, oh, yeah, we got to keep the shirts on. We're not swimming. You can get, like, excommunicated for that stuff, man. If you let your companion die, that's a big deal. Oh, letting your companion die. I thought you meant swimming. I was like, like, I don't know. I was like, "Uh, depends on your state president. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I mean, hold up. So let's. So let's talk about obedience, Eric. What's I want to hear your well. Hold on, let me finish the story. Okay. Yeah, sorry, Wait, sorry. it's not Could done. You? Could you? Okay. He jumps in. Yep. He's beckoning for us to get in. Just beckoning to refer back to the Book of Mormon. You know when you've got the the king of the Lamanites trying to get the guy down from the mountain. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Come more of a Beth Sheba scenario, but yeah, that's yeah, not Lahontai necessarily. But anyways, so. I'm like, I'm not getting in. Poison by degrees, Jace. Right, exactly. One of the other English elders jumps in. He was new. Didn't care. They both get out, and then they're like, we're going to jump in the hot tub for a second. Hot tub it out for a minute. And I'm like, well, the hot tub's only like three feet deep, and uh, you just had something come up on the computer. I don't know if it's... Uh, Lights out, man. You still good? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. So can you hear this? Hello, can you hear this? Hey yeah, bud. Working, hey bud. Uh, so anyways, it's like three feet deep. I'm feeling a little bit pressured. I jumped in the hot tub. You don't jump in the hot tub. You stepped I jumped in the hot tub. In the hot tub. Cannonball? I cannonballed in. Maybe not a cannonball, but I definitely jumped. I remember jumping. It was a detrimental time in my in my mission. Like I've I relive this day. And then as soon as I got in, I jumped out. And then I felt guilty for like three weeks. I'm like, I'm a terrible human. Why did I do that? I'm horrible. And uh, Elder Swim uh, probably never felt one single remorse about it. How is Elder Swim today? He's good. He's a photographer for North Face, and he's pretty freaking dope. Guy turned out to be a really cool guy. So Active? Uh, I'm not sure. He's working for North Face. He's probably some liberal, you know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no liberals have testimony. No, no, right? you can't. You can't actually. It's written. I don't know if you've read that, but in the book of uh, Lijibinemini. Okay, so I do want to get in the discussion about obedience because I, I do admit that I am very staunch on that. And but to play my own devil's advocate here, I mean, OK, so what 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 was wrong with what he did? Because inside it's making me cringe. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, is that really the worst thing in the world? This is, I've, I might have mentioned this on the podcast. One time my sister told me, 
she said she went to go watch this movie that I thought was inappropriate, and she said, and I didn't say anything, but she knew I thought that was bad. She said, I'm not going to go to hell for seeing this movie. And I said, you're, you're right, but you will go to hell for that attitude. And I am a believer in your attitude whilst you do things reflects what you become. Um, what you do, like heaven, heaven isn't like a, a scale of like, oh, you did these, you jumped in the hot tub. If you wouldn't have jumped in the hot tub, the good things that you did do actually outweighed your bad things. So sorry, Jace. You can't come in. I'm a sinner, y'all. Yeah. I do think, though, the attitude that you have, Jace, is appropriate in that it's like, I shouldn't have done that. Now, feeling bad for three weeks, it's a long time. I think the, the beauty of the atonement is we're humans and you make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Our, and it's like Elder Uchtdorf says, like, don't, you know, don't judge me because I sin differently. Like, we all make right. mistakes and do our own dumb things. And we're all on different levels and it's whatever. But, like, hopefully you become better and move on and... No, I don't think it's like, I don't know. I, I did dumb things. I don't think. Uh, your dumb thing is different than mine. I also didn't have, like, pools in Guatemala or hot tubs, like, anywhere. So I don't know. I would never face that situation. But but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I, so, then, I, so then why is obedience preached so, so, so prominently in the mission? Because this is something, like, because I've honestly thought about this as well. Because I, I do think that there are times that I was overly serious on my mission, and I really did have to step back and be like, look, bro, I can have fun. Like I can do some of these other things as well. Cause, cause I, I felt a sense of anxiety um, that I have to teach all these people. And every minute that I'm out there is a minute on the Lord's time that I need to go do it. And I remember very vividly, we had, we had, we'd done a training all day and me and my companion were riding home with the president and he's like, you guys are good to go home now. And I'm like, no, we got three hours. We can go proselyte. Like I'm not going to go home. And I remember we like went in the apartment and I'm like, we can't do this. Like, I only have two years. What if we? What if we find someone in these three hours? Yeah, I, that needs the gospel. So I, I'm all on board with that kind of attitude. Like, I'm, I love that kind of stuff. I'm all in. But, but there, there's a but, line, right? I don't know. Listen, y'all are gonna have a real hard time with Jenners. <laughs> no, listen. This <laughs> no, is I've, my I've, thing. I've talked to Jenner about it as well, and I, and and I think I mean, we'll get to that when we get to Jenner. But like, you, you, you. I think that I think it's a difference between lighthearted and light-minded. I think that gets talked about a lot in the church as well, and you know, I think I think that's that's a difference. There, there's a difference between being light-hearted, light-hearted and light-minded, and I definitely think that sometimes I was neither of those things on my mission. Yes, and and I do think it can be taken to extremes, but I I think I don't know. That's hard. You've caught me in a spot. I I love Jace Webb. He's I love very you too. he's very near and dear to my heart. I think what I'm trying to get at is like, I actually think, I think it was good that you felt bad. Yeah, that's the first step to repentance. Acknowledging what you did was wrong. Right? But I do think three weeks is a long time to feel bad about that. Right? You know, I didn't tell the president, so probably should have, but. Okay, that 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 guilt makes more sense. And then three, by three weeks, I had forgotten that I did it, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. that Because that is, I mean, it's pretty explicit. Like, we don't. But we interviewed Sister Smith, and she got pushed into a pool by in Thailand by, not by some own, elders. Not by her own volition. I cannonballed into a hot tub. 
Jace, based on peer pressure. Jace is, Jace is his own prosecutor at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he likes he's to like, flip wait. the script. He's like, no, I'm also no. the defense. No, I, I, I put pressure on him and he pushes back. We say he's all right. He says, no, no, I was terrible. I, I know. I don't think. No, this is the thing. That's that's crazy to me. And I would never have done those things on my mission. However, I did things that maybe you wouldn't have. I don't know. I'm trying to be nice about this. I don't know. Well, no, that, that's, Eric, it's well, fine I'm because like, I'm over it. Right, and and and, mm. and I I have a lot of respect for Jace, and I think Jace is an upstanding man. You know, I don't I don't have any hesitation of saying that about Jace. But once again, especially adult Scott now, and and more especially missionary Scott, like I would have no idea why on earth you would do that. Like, I jumped out of a two story window. I know, but that, but but that's what I'm saying is to me I'm and I'm very analytical about things as well. But it's like me, like, okay, and, and once again, I went down to the fact that, and I always circle back to this, I am here for two years. This is the only two years of my life that I'm 100% dedicated to doing the Lord's work. I will never get this opportunity again, and I am not going to waste it by being silly. Now, let's also recognize you were a little bit older than Absolutely, what Jace was. for sure, 100%, 100%. But that being said, do you think you would have been different going out at Jace's age? Probably. I mean, Jace and I are very, two, two very different personalities. No, sure. but I think this too, like you look back on your mission and you think like, oh, yeah, that wasn't a big deal. Or this was a bigger deal, right. whatever it may be. But maybe you get thrown back in that situation and you react the same way. I mean, and, and maybe and, you look back and think to yourself like, oh, yeah, that wasn't a huge deal. This wasn't a huge deal. That was a huge deal. But then you get back into it and you're like, no, I'm just, this is, this is what I would have done. This is what I do. Well, I mean, and, and you could even go back. I mean, with, with the facts, when I was 18, I was fooling around with loose women and, and had no inkling or testimony of the church or any, any, any bearing of, of doing that where Jace went on his mission at 18, right? So I mean, there's 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 a comparison. You know, I it took me a lot longer to get on the mission than than anticipated. But you know, when I was out there, I was it made me very aware and and conscious of the time that I had. Jace, you're telling us now you don't feel these things are as big of a deal. Correct. However, I do think you think they were a little bit of a big deal. Oh, they're the that that like I said that is probably the worst thing I did on my mission. So yeah, that story always comes back to me. Uh, were you disobedient? That's the first thing that comes to mind because yeah. that's the worst thing that I did while I was out. Does that make sense? But yeah, I, I, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm over it. Whatever. I did it. I was still a good missionary. I still tried my hardest. And I would say if that's the worst thing you did, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but then but then you're saying, oh, but... You, you told us the story, so obviously it means something to you. But it yeah, does. It, I think it does, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it means something to me. But at the end of the day, yeah, that's the worst thing I did. Should I have done it? No. Do I, did I regret it? Yeah. Do I regret it now? Yeah. Well, what can you do well, now? I did it, yeah. Right. So, what can you do now? Yeah. Nothing you can do but move on. And, and at the end of the day, I kind of laugh about it, you know. I was stupid. Whatever. You, know? you jumped into a hot tub. I was still a good missionary. Let's pretend you're day, not you know? a missionary. Jumping into a hot tub is just dumb. With your, yeah, your... completely stupid. Yeah, why would you do that? It's hot. It's so hot. With your sandy bare midriff. Well, no, yeah. My midriff was bare. <laughs> quite sandy at the time. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's I so these are this is what I come back to. And I don't know if this is a sign, maybe this is me looking too deep into things. I felt there were three times, two times really big, I was disobedient to direct rules and orders from the president. And the rules came down and they said, no more competitive soccer, no more competitive basketball at all. You will not do those things, period. And the two times I broke those rules, I injured myself hard. (laughs) I played soccer once. I cut my leg open on a cinder block. I played basketball. I shot a basketball for three minutes with a kid we had just baptized with my companion. I had blisters all over my feet as if it was some plague from God. I played for three minutes. Pobrecito. Yeah, I played for three minutes, and that's what happened. And I remember, I looked, I, I, during, as a missionary, I looked at that as, yeah, well, that's what you get, you big dumb idiot. <laughs> but as an adult, man. Of course that's going to happen. Yeah. I was disobedient. Well, but as an adult, I'm like, is it just a coincidence that I injured myself hardcore twice when I disobeyed twice? But it's like, well, I, I don't know. I, I still have no, I, I can't reconcile those things, but I'm still baffled that the two times I actually disobeyed those rules. That's what happened. So then, so then the, the expectation of obedience on a mission for young missionaries. I think you have to tell them obedience 100% because you don't want them to get killed. Right. I actually think I'll that's... Look what the Lord did to my hands. Yeah. My feet. I've been cursed. <laughs> I, I, actually th- I actually think this obedience thing is hardcore pressed because it's like we're sending these freaking children out. And we don't want them to die. Well, look. I mean, the kid just in the Dominican Republic climbing up his apartment. Well, I didn't hear about this. Roof, fell off his roof and died. Really? What, what if poor little Jay's jumping out of the two-story window? Listen, I didn't tell you all this, the whole story. Oh, no. They called me Monkey Man. <laughs> Past one o'clock, I wasn't Elder Webb anymore. I was Monkey Man. But, but, but I do think... They I think it's Monkey I think Man it, to jump out. I think it goes out. back to the... <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I think that it goes is for back real. to safety, though. Safety. I think that's what it is. Because I, yeah, I'm sure the church has some statistical data to prove this, but like you would, you would think that most injuries that have occurred on missions have been from sisters or elders doing something stupid that were against the rules. Or do you think that's far fetched? No, I think my, uh, I have people say this all the time. Well, so this is the thing when people say like, I feel like this is from people who haven't served missions within the church. They'll say things like, Oh, if you die in your mission, you're going straight to heaven. But then if you're a missionary, you know, like, no, I've met some of those missionaries, and I don't know if that's where they're going. <laughs> it's like, they could be going anywhere, actually. There's lots of kingdoms and even sons of perdition. Like, it could be any which way. But I do think, like my uncle said after he's a missionary, he's like, nope, whenever I see those things on TV where missionaries die, I'm like, well, what weren't they doing? Yeah. That, I think, can also be a little harsh. Right. Because I do actually believe that people are just doing their own thing, and then they get hit by a car or lightning strikes or whatever. Right. And so I don't know. It happens. It's We're, their time. No, and, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I, and I want to make that clear. Like, I don't, I don't think that every person that has something tragic befall them on their mission is because of disobedience. But I, but I do think that that is a level. I mean, that's, that's yeah. part of the reason that the obedience is asked for. I think so, too. And, uh, yeah. And there's levels. I don't know. Or even sin. I mean, I, I would think that most of the relationships that happen with, with, with elders, I know on my mission, it was they would find families and they would spend a gratuitous amount of time with that family where it wasn't necessarily teaching. It's them hanging hanging out out or playing games or watching whatever. And then, you know, you, you start this relationship with 
someone of the opposite sex in that family that leads to whatever. I was about to say, yeah, we did that until you went into the, <laughs> the whole opposite sex thing. I'm on board. Okay. Well, well, I actually want to talk about New Mexico Elder again. Yeah, that's no, okay. With- not. I was only with them six weeks. We have so much ground to cover. <laughs> no, I know. I just want to ask a couple more things about oh, this. Okay. <laughs> so zebra. Yep. Um, zebra, I would assume, is just English and Spanish together, right? Black and white, baby. Okay. Black and white. They should have done brown and white. Okay, well. Um, I don't know what kind of animal they would have done. <laughs> Spotted horse, maybe. <laughs> Must, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, it's called a painted horse. My bad. I don't know. You would know. You know about it's horses. A okay. Spotted leopard painted horse. Um, Easy to, you know. So, at any point, did you feel in your mission discouraged? And I'm, I'm focusing back on this elder who would who refused to speak. No, I liked him. I didn't, I didn't say you didn't like him. No, but I wasn't discouraged. I just accepted him for him, and just accepted they wasn't going to help me that much. <laughs> and I just uh, it didn't make me discouraged. It just made me push harder on my own. And coming, but there was a time when I was discouraged. But we can talk about that later. Does that come later? That's my last area. Well, we're getting there. So let's, for, but jumping from Elder Swim. Yep. It was Elder Swim, then Elder Rodriguez. Right, right, right. Elder Swim, who was very disobedient. But very cool. But very cool now is a liberal who works for North Face. I wouldn't say liberal. Very cool, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> for everyone listening, I'm Jay King. And also, there's nothing wrong with being liberal. There's also nothing wrong for working for North Face. Yeah, North Face is dope. No. Or Patagonia, right? Sure. Yeah. Well... No, I'm just kidding. I like okay, Patagonia. Okay, today. okay. <laughs> You're taking uh, it too far. Okay, there, buddy. but jumping from that to an elder who doesn't speak and doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. um, were you inclined at any point to loosen up because you had just been with a really easy going elder and do things you wouldn't normally do to try to get him to open up or try to, I don't know, maybe you offered uh, to go play some Dungeons and Dragons with the kid or like... No. So basically the reason my president, the President Cottle put me with Elder Swim is because he knew I wasn't going to be that disobedient with him. Like he'd had issues with disobedience with Elder Swim before, so he wanted to put him with an elder who wasn't going to let it happen. And I let something slide, but we did work hard. And So did uh, you have to have conversations with him though? Like, hey, Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do that, you know. So, but he was cool about it and... He's like, yeah, that's cool. If you want to, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, let's not do it. And then, so yeah, he's probably one of the only ones I've actually stayed in contact with. Um, and then straight to Elder Rodriguez, you know, I was in the mode of, hey, I've got to like be obedient for this guy to be an example. To yeah, this guy's obedient, but he doesn't really do anything. So I don't know. It was I would say it was kind of a hard transition because I went from somebody who. Dynamic personality. Yeah, well, and, and Elder Swim was the kind of guy that was very charming. He, like, was attractive to women, and I feel comfortable and saying that you. because, well, a lot of girls let us teach them because they liked him. Um, hey, don't, give yourself some credit. Well. You too, Jace. Okay, cute, thanks. Jace. I was I was young and naive. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I don't know. It just went from him teaching everything because he was very good at Spanish. So he would, he would, you know, how there's the, the companion that teaches most and then the companion that chips in. And, and then there's a companion that doesn't speak, and right? And then you have the classic uh, companion that doesn't speak. 
<laughs> so it went from it was like polar opposites. It was like, okay, now I'm in charge, and I feel like I kind of almost relished the opportunity to really put okay. my Spanish to the test. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you leave that area after Rodriguez? I do. Yep, I left him there, um, and then I went to Savannah, Georgia. There's Technically, been a murder in Savannah. I actually thought of the song <laughs> Savannah. Caleb Crowdad. Sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. What do you have questions of Savannah? Beautiful. Know. Did you like the food? Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of gumbo. Never had gumbo before. Fried okra. Did you like it? I didn't like the okra. Like the gumbo. Okay. Uh, Savannah was, I mean. More Hispanics than you have. A lot of Hispanics there from, well, not that much, but compared to Warner Robbins, yeah, a right. lot. Uh, I uh, trained my first uh, trainee. You became a dad. I became a father. Um, it was that area that my girlfriend broke up with me. So I thought you guys had broke up before. The you know, well, kind of. So we were dating, and then she wrote me for 18 months and then broke it off right as soon as I was leaving Savannah. Well, got married, actually. She was engaged. And I didn't know. My but dad told me on Christmas to write Day, you even though she was engaged. So I have a voice recorder that I brought with me that has voice recordings from her. I want you to play these. No, I have one specific that I want to play for you Jeez, guys. Why would you bring this? Do you want? And not you want to hear it? it? It's what's, it's what's, sappy, bro. But what's the one you wanted to play for us? It's my last area. Okay. So well, do you want on, me to play one now, and I can go back to this one? Well, I'm if, cool. If you haven't found right now, then don't worry about it. We'll just get to it after, I would say. Listen. Okay, you, we'll just do that after. Yeah, but I'm already on the one that I but, wanted but, to show but I you do guys. Wanna, I mean, back to Eric's question. So she was writing you while she was engaged? Or she <sighs> no. got engaged and finally wrote you and said, hey, look, I just got engaged. No, this is what happened. We would record every transfer. I would take a transfer with the recorder, and then I would mail it to her. She would listen to it, and then she would have it for a transfer. And then mail it back to me. Gosh darn, this that's a that's terrible idea. That's it was so, so distracting, but eh, I was I still worked hard. So I, don't, I, you know, at the end of the day, whatever. Still jumping in hot tubs and I was jumping in hot tubs. <laughs> I was jumping out of two story building. I was having a good old time. No, I actually did. Your did. I worked. Know that you had. That? I worked hard. I was known as an obedient elder in the mission. Did your mission president know that you had that? Um. Yeah, I think he knew I had a recorder. I don't think he knew that my girlfriend was recording on it. Hold all of your thoughts. Two things came up. I don't want to forget them. Did you guys have a word for disobedient missionaries in your mission? Uh, yeah. Um, apostate. Apostate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We called him Apos. Apos. Dude, he's Apos. Kind of yeah. like Stoshes from the Outsiders. He's yeah. like, he's Apos. He's Apos, dude. That's a, that's so funny. And <laughs> you then didn't have a Spanish word for it though. No. We Every, say, all the elders were English besides us. Oh, we would say apostate, like apostate. We would say apostate in English. Okay. And then, did you have a word? For girls that hit on missionaries, no. But we had a yeah snake. We called a them snake. No, we called them. If they were cute girls on my mission, they were um, highly favored of the Lord. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't really. I mean, we just <laughs> say that. I mean, they were hot. We. I mean, we were still guys. I'd be like, dude, she was hot, but but we didn't really have. You'd girls say that, elder, she was hot. Not dude. No, I was saying bro. <laughs> I thought that was the dumbest thing. I'm like, no, we are still people, and I'm still like me. But 
I tried, but I failed a lot of the time. <laughs> I would say bro all the time. We just went like in full circle. <laughs> this has been this podcast in Jason's life. I tried. I, just, I didn't do I jack didn't squat. Say, I, I just, didn't do anything. I didn't I, refer I, to anybody as elder. But you, you know, know what? It's not that big of a deal. But you we know what? Just, we're all bros, you know. But you know what? It's whatever. I don't care about it. But I, I but I, I do care about it. Man. <laughs> I tried, and you know what? He tried. But he didn't do a darn thing, so he didn't try either. So what I'm trying to get at is uh, free will doesn't exist and no one tries. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did a poor job of calling the elders I was close with elder. Well, you just call them the last name or? Yeah, just last name. I never did I think the first, first name and, is a step too far. Yeah, I would just do I last name. I feel like that is. But last names happen. I know our mission president Actually, was pretty big on making sure we called people elder, president, and all this stuff. And so I worked really hard to do that. But every now and then, like, you would just say, dude. Exactly. Or like exactly. This, this, yeah. This, this, we yeah. would do the last name a lot without yeah. putting the elder. It's, I mean, that's human nature to shorten things. So It's millennial nature. But yeah. It is of the world. <laughs> it is worldly. The natural man. The natural millennial. The I don't natural think we'll, bro. I'll tell you what. My grandparents don't do this kind of thing. <laughs> what? Podcasts? <laughs> Shorten things. Anyways, what were we talking about? I okay. Uh, you oh, uh, passing back and forth the recording machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're passing it back and forth. She's recording to me. I'm recording to her. I get that recorder. I was so excited. I'd listen to that whole thing. I'd be like, man, I sure do love her. <laughs> So it's my transfer, she right? She sure does love you. Well, that's what I thought. Anyways, comes to my transfer. I get it back. I'm like stoked on it. I'm like, man, she's having such a great time at BYU-Idaho. And bless her heart. she oh, was. she's at the Berg? She was BYU-I-Do. No wonder what happened next happened. A little bit of foreshadowing there. She got married. Well, you've said that. Yeah. So it's not well, okay. All right. All right. So anyway, <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so she, so she was really good at keeping me on track though. Like on the recorder, she'd be like, Hey, tell me about an experience yeah, you had the, teaching. On the okay, Scott, yeah. as far as recordings go, she wasn't like, Oh, I love you so much. I wish you, I, I miss you. I just wish you would she come She wasn't home. doing like weird breathing on there. Yeah. I wasn't like, <laughs> what? <laughs> weird breathing. She was, she was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play. I'll play one for you. But mainly, she, she did. She wasn't doing like ASMR into the mic no, on there. Like no. Okay. For the most part, we talked about my mission. Sometimes, I mean, she would talk about what she was doing, but it wasn't ever like she was ice skating in freaking the Rexburg in July. So yeah, yeah, she was frozen in in August. Yeah. So it's my turn with the recorder. So I'm just recording up a storm for her. I'm like. I'm going to record everything for her this time, you know? So the fact that you're, how, how far are you into the mission at this point? I was like 15 months out. Yeah. 16 I mean, out. you would think the cat's in the bag. Yeah. You would think the lights <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. I was like, I'm on the home stretch, baby. I got it. Oh. Anyway. So I'm recording up a storm. I've got them all still. I haven't deleted a single recording from this. I always told myself I'm going to delete the recordings that she made me, but I never Your future wife to will delete them for you. Yeah. Yeah. That might, yeah. Anyways, or she'll never know. You know, I could just keep it a secret forever. So that, I'm okay, we can talk about that later. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm joking. So, generously joking. Okay. Yes. So, anyway, so I, uh, I record the whole transfer, right? And I send it to her. 
and I get it back two days later. <laughs> What's this package? I guess it was four. It takes two days to ship here and two days back. I'm like, what is this? Like, holy crap, she must have just recorded 48 hours and sent it back. I'm like, I'm stoked. Turn it on. Has a sound to it when you turn it on. Kind of exciting. I hit play because it always plays. We would like put it back to the day we started and then send it. The last thing on there was me. I'm like, no, 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 this can't be right. No, I'm no, like, no, I, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, fa- I'm like flipping through it. I'm like, no, there's nothing. What's on the tape? I'm like, what? She didn't record anything. She just sent it back. She didn't even listen to it. She sent it back with a letter. And the letter said. Wait, so you didn't even look. You, you didn't, didn't even look at the letter first. You tried to listen. Yeah, I thought she had recorded stuff on it. I was like, oh, oh boy, like I got, yeah, heck yeah, I've got the recorder back. I'm like, I've been waiting so long to hear from her, you know? Um, so I opened the letter up and it's like, hey, you know, I've been dating this guy and I just, things are getting more serious with him and I just wanted to let you know that I'm not going to be talking to you as much or hardly ever, which it turned out to be never. And uh, I was like, this is horrible. But, you know, it's horrible, but I was like, ah, like, I'm so close to coming home. She knows I'm like the one for her, so she's just going through a phase or something. Yeah, I was in a bit of denial about it. And then uh, about, a, you know how things go in Rexburg, the speed of light for some reason. Probably didn't hear from her, didn't get an email for a couple months. And then it's Christmas Day, and... uh you get to FaceTime your family or whatever. And so we're having a good time talking to my family. And they're like, so um, dad needs to talk to you for a minute. And they all leave. I'm like, what is going on? And my dad goes, my dad goes, (laughs) she's engaged. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Sharon's engaged. I just thought you should know. So she didn't tell me that she was getting married or anything. She just cut off all ties at that point with the recorder and everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was like expecting me to like cry or whatever. And I was just, you know, after two months of not hearing for somebody, you kind of just, yeah, I decided to mind a little bit. Yeah. I pretty much knew. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, that sucks. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. So, and then I stopped recording for the most part. Um, I just kind of lost motivation to record every day so like the first three like three quarters of my mission i have like recordings every day and then you'll see that i have like two a month after that and it's not addressed to her anymore which kind of sucks because i have all these sweet stories but they're all addressed to her and she's married to somebody else so i don't want to delete them because they're they're hilarious like you could flip through them and listen to them all day i have like 200 hours maybe more holy crap um and i'm not going to delete them they're addressed to her, but at the end of the day, still experiences and stories from my mission on there. Right. When when would you do the recordings? Like, would you recap at night? Would you just do whenever? What, so you I just I, had it in your pocket in or? the in the hot tub or yeah. So I would you know in the hot tub, I'd have it out. You know, no, uh, in the morning. It, sometimes in the morning, not not often. Mainly at night, but a lot of a lot of what I used it for after we broke up was, hey, I want to record our lesson together, Elder. And I want to go over what we did well, or did, like did Spanish. It, did it, it drive your companions nuts that you were sitting there talking yeah, yeah. for an hour? Yeah. Would you separate yourself 
away and when be I was like, talking hey. to her. Yeah. No, my companions loved it. They're like, hey, her name was Sharon. Hey, Sharon, uh, this is what we did today and blah, blah, blah. And, you know. Did it, you tell Sharon about the hot tub? Uh, no, I don't think I ever told her about the hot tub. Why would so, I? So why did she, you tell her the story? If, if, if you, if so, the story Sharon, was, I was with Elder Swim okay. on Mother's Day, and I called Jenner. I called home, and I called to – actually, I think I called Braden or something because he was the only friend that I remembered his number, and I was like, I'm just going to call him. I just miss my friends, and it's – Mother's Day, and I know you can talk to family, but yeah. these guys yeah, are I, no, yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's Mother's, Mother's Day. These guys are basically these guys are basically my family, and so I feel like you know they need I mean, to hear from me. The whole me. day just meant to call everybody, you know, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, I'm like elders are talking to their girlfriends. I think I can justify like hitting up my homies. Jason, Jason's whole mission is I tried and then I didn't try, and then also. It's Other okay. people were doing worse things. So it's okay. So we're good. Okay, guys. Nobody's perfect, but this is what happened. <laughs> Let me lay it down. I'm talking to the boys. We have a good time talking, just catching up. It, the conversation was probably 10 minutes. Then I was like, yeah, I got to go. No, it really was. It really was. I, I wasn't like, I just wanted to make sure everybody was good. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to make it sound less bad. So I wanted to make sure they were okay. I couldn't email them. Like well, couldn't write them. I had to know. They were all like getting ready for their missions, and I just wanted to talk to them about it. But I, I know it was wrong. Okay, get over it. So <laughs> here, so the mission's great. We could jump out of houses. <laughs> I went hot tubbing the other day. I've been talking on it my was microphone one recorder time. four hours every day listen, to everybody. Listen, back y'all home. are grilling Sharon, me. Y'all making me feel Sharon, worse about my mission than I thought Sharon's I would feel about. Gonna, it. Sharon's gonna be there. Well, Sharon, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm shopping wedding rings right well, now Sharon, with my companion. Listen, Sharon found out that I had called the boys. She didn't Who email you. I think it was. Uh, I think Brayden probably told like Leisha or somebody at the time, and then Leisha had told her just another like mutual friends. I didn't get an email for like a month. She was so mad that I had broken the rules and done that. Or was she more mad that you broke the rules not for her? Mm. You know what? It could have been Eric. It could have been. So, but, but anyway, she was trying to keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah, for the most part. So, I mean, she was like super gospel oriented. The like. We did, we dated for probably like two months before we even kissed, like before my mission. So she was like one of those girls that's like, the church is true, and you know whatever. So yeah, we don't like girls that think. The church is yeah, true. well, she would just. She, want to sometimes away, I was so. just like, talk to me about what's going on, like in our emails or whatever. I'm like, tell me what you're doing. She kept you focused, dude. She's like, let's read the scriptures. I'm like, would she read? I'm already script- doing that. Would she read the scriptures to you on the recording. Sometimes, yeah. Would you read the scriptures back? No, man, I was trying to get the juicy details out, man. I was doing enough scripture reading. You were doing the heavy breathing on the recording. I was, yeah, I was trying to get it out. Or I'm like, yeah, I miss you so much, and blah blah blah. And she just didn't acknowledge that, really. So good for her. But at the end of the day, she broke my heart. So so, so screw her. Okay, so no, so you you had called home. Your dad had told you that in a moment of privacy. Yeah, and I and, took it well, I guess. And okay, so. So then where did the moment of depression come in? I thought that was... Oh, yeah, that's my last area. So then I went to this last area, which is Auburn, Alabama. Uh, War Eagle, for for those in the area. No, I'm more of a Roll Tide kind of guy. Okay, you would be, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so I got there, and 
Uh, my first companion there was this guy. Are you ready to hear a little bit of our experience together? Let's hear it. I, I am so stoked. I literally love this recording so much. It's one of my favorites. I'm telling my kids about my sad life. Okay. This is my companion, Elder Eldridge. Uh, so he's just going to relate to you, to you what we've been going through. I'm telling my kids about my sad life. Okay, it's 3.24, I'm pantless. We came in, had lunch. Well, we got in at 2. Came in and had lunch. Lay down for two seconds for my, for the hour of lunch. Turn into, I, my body knocked out. Physically just knocked out, okay? Not even afraid to admit, admit it. Make mistake, okay? I'm pantless still right now. My tie's askew. We have... No food left. We have literally zero food on our cart because your your pops. He's pretending like he's talking to his kids. Wallet got stolen <laughs> a month ago. It's still not the end of the month. I have literally one egg I'm looking at in my fridge, and I have sauce. I have Valentina sauce. That's it. Look in here. We've been living off of legitimate top ramen for. Weeks, probably two weeks. Okay. Now, what else? Oh, we have no toilet paper, and I have to take a poop right now. <laughs> I have no idea. Sorry. I just we're out of hair gel. We're out of everything. Life is just feeling like it's coming down on me hard. Oh. Anyways, whoever's listening to this, my kids, my wife, my friends, my family, your boy to eat has not yes, won the day the, today. All the Webs kids. Yes, all the Webs kids, all the Webs wife, all the Webs family, all the Webs friends. Elder Eldridge has not won the fight today. The fight has been lost. And I will fully admit it. Not saying there will be a brighter tomorrow. The darkest, gosh dang it, the night is always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> Harvey Dent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking for that dawn right now. Looking for the dawn. I'm looking for the dawn. For which he must find. God be with me till we meet again. Heaven knows I need him. <laughs> Where is this kid from? So he's from. Uh... Mm, shoot. Somewhere north Salt Lake, I want to say. I think he's from like Payson. North of Salt Lake is all I, or south of actually he's Payson's not south. north. Salt Lake. I think he's more south, like Draper area. Uh or you know, could be somewhere in that area. I can't remember. He's from Utah. He's from Utah. And he so my parents never put any money on my debit card from home. I only had we had a hundred and forty dollar stipend every month and that's all I had and uh, I would have to physically email my mom and wait like three days if I ever needed like an emergency to get on my debit card so he loses his wallet and so we have $140 total together to last the month and I'm pretty sure we blew like 70 the first week because <laughs> hot tubbing no I think we just I don't think he had lost his wallet at that point. So we thought we had more than we did Yeah. or he thought it was going to be really simple to get like a debit card or something. So we were like, Oh, we'll just buy groceries like normal. 
we ate those so fast. <laughs> and then we're like, crap, like we have $20 for three weeks. That's it. So we bought, we went to the store and we're like, what can we get for $20? We bought the 12 pack of ramen noodles mm-hmm. and we bought like five of them. We're like, this is all we can have. Like, this is all we can afford. So we got eggs and the chicken ramen, and we just put the eggs in the ramen and make, like, egg ramen soup. Yeah, yeah. At that point, we had been eating ramen for two weeks straight with eggs, and we had one egg left. So then I kind of recount how I was feeling about the situation right after, so I'll play that. Hey, kids. It's your dad. Oh, the whip. Remember in the scripture where it says, men shall not live on bread alone? Well, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I would love to live on bread alone This right is you now. peeing, by the way. I might be peeing. It might be the water from the sink. I'm not sure. Let's see. We've got approximately six, twelve, eighteen more ramen noodles. So <laughs> we're out of ramen. Uh, at the beginning... We had 36 ramen noodles. Well, maybe not as much as I thought. That's all we've been living on the past two weeks. Other Eldritch has no money. And, <laughs> well, I just ran out. So it was pathetic. I went to the post office today. Or not today. Two days ago I went to the post office and with the intention of mailing Caitlin. Just a friend. Mailing her flash drive with some videos and well guess what happened got there with two dollars and eighty cents on my mission card and eighty five cents on the other card and well guess what I showed up I thought I was gonna have enough ended up costing three eighty And she was legitimately concerned Legitimately concerned about my health She wanted to know if I was going to be okay Because I couldn't afford $3.80 To send off a letter And it was pretty embarrassing I'm not going to lie I was embarrassed And well Things happen And I think this is the first recording I've addressed to my children (laughs) One day, you're going to hear your old man in his pathetic state on his mission. But, yeah, this is getting ridiculous. We don't have a phone. We lost our phone. We don't have a car. It's getting it's getting up there. But guess what? Perseverance. That's what's going to happen. I'm excited to persevere. <laughs> So, anyways, that last recording is my companion, just talking about the same thing. And, well, there you go. Love you. So, there you have it. That was just one experience. He, he's a funny guy. He, I, we actually didn't get along very well. Um, Until that experience. Because we were with each other, we were a lot like each other. And until uh, we got home, we realized, hey, we could really be friends. But being with somebody that's just like you for that long kind of you rub the wrong way. So, um, did you look to eat at members' houses, or as I say, you guys didn't have any? Members? Listen, they weren't feeding us, Eric. They didn't like us. No, I mean we were the Spanish elders, so the English elders would get a bunch of meals. But 
Couldn't you there just weren't that many Hispanic talk members. to a bishop and be like, listen, we're in dire needs. Can we get some fast offering money or something? I, I mean, I think we were just embarrassed <laughs> about the situation. Like, we didn't want to have to ask if we could just make it, and we did. Did you ever email your president about this? No. Well, he knew that Elder Eldridge's card was missing, so he knew we must have been. But, like, that's the thing is that a bunch of missionaries just have a debit card with a bunch of daddy's money on it. You know, you just, you know, a lot of missionaries will just buy stuff that they don't need because they have enough money to do that. My parents know, like, I'd have to, like, physically email them and they'd actually need to send the money if it, like, I needed it. So I wasn't about to, like, hey, I need the money. I'm pretty sure we stole a couple rolls of toilet paper from the church. (laughs) I feel like, you know... That was justified. I I don't feel like that's bad. Um, no, but seriously, like, why don't you just talk to the bishop and be like, "Hey, bishop." Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like, give me some fast offering money. Hook me up. Who who are some members that are just gonna feed us? Can is uh, someone have their food storage that we can just? <laughs> You'd think. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember why or and he was napping we... on a lunch break from he two pa- to three forty five. He passed out, man. He was out. <laughs> you guys, you guys got breaks for. Yeah, we have an hour lunch every day. We'd have an hour lunch. What'd you have? We we had. I feel like Scott just never stopped working. From what I'm hearing, I I so listen. I am on board with I am on board with Scott. Like I I worked to the bone, and there were companions that did not necessarily love being with me because I was all about no, we're going and we're gonna work. Um, but I remember an hour lunch. No, so you're right. So we had an hour lunch, but we didn't have a di- break for dinner. So as a mission rule, there was no break for dinner. You just ate your lunch and no sleep. Until no 9:30. sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah. Hmm. Yikes! Jace is like that is not the mission for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I guess I'm just more baffled at how you're a social human being. You are uh, intelligent, Jace. I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not have talked to someone about your situation and said, "Hey, bro, Jace cannot accommodate anybody else." I don't know. I just we we made it work. We lived on ramen and ramen alone. Man shall not live off of bread alone. <laughs> then I was did, like, did "Yeah, that's what I said." I'm like, "Men shall not live on bread alone," but I'd love some bread right now. <laughs> did you not have any areas where you'd get uh, meals from members on? Regular yeah, basis? I mean, that was just a rough area. Okay. That's we I, in Warner Robins, we'd have members feeding us every single day, like lunches and dinner sometimes. I bet you if Sharon would have sent you money. Yeah, I would never. Yeah, she was no, out of the picture at this point. I know all I'm saying is I don't know, man. My so parents so if my parents of, knew they would have sent me money. Right. They're not evil, but right. I just didn't want to ask. So what was the rest of the funk? Cuz you said you were really in a funk in that area. Uh no. I just felt like Crap, we're screwed. Like, we lost our phone, so we had to order a new one, so we were out of phone like five days. Turns out it was in the other elder's couch, so like sofa cushion, like all the way at the bottom of the couch. We found it like a month after we got our, our replacement phone. Was this on phone. your house? It was in their apartment. Was this the, in the, the English this, elder's apartment? Was this on the Now Network? This was on Sprint. We now, had sp- the Now Network. Listen, getting, getting, getting better, better every, every single day. freaking day. Anyways, so, I mean, I just felt like, Jesus is, I mean, this is just crappy. But literally, like, that's just one recording. I probably have, I mean, I have so many, and they're all just as funny to listen to. 
So that's kind of fun. Except for Sharon's. Well, I haven't listened to those since she You're broke my heart. I'm not a liar. Is there anything that we haven't brought Just up that you feel needs to be discussed? Um, I don't know. Oh, my last companion, yeah. I think we should talk about him. Sure. Elder Rivera. If this is anything like Elder Rodriguez and Scott has to get abrasive with you, I am really excited about this. So Elder Rivera was like 450, huge, and shorter than me. I'm 5'10". That's a big boy. I thought you couldn't go out. He lost weight to go out, and then as soon as he got out, he just gained it all back, and then he was already out. Listen, you, you know Mr. Elder Priest. Those listeners, you can go back and find Elder Matt Priest. And you know Mr. Matthew Priest, not Matthew Priest. That's, Matt, that's Evans. Matt, Matt Evans. Evans. I went to school with a kid named Matt Priest. Matt Evans. Matt Evans. Shape. I was like, I don't know a Matt, Matt Priest. Matt Evans? Yeah. If you don't believe that he had a biggest loser competition for the Samoans <laughs> in his zone, he stripped them down in the bathroom and weighed them to get them to freaking lose weight, you're dead wrong because he freaking did. No, I, I listened to his podcast. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Like, listen, bro. Matt, Matt wouldn't deal with that crap, but you did. Elder Riviera. Well, this is what happened, right? We're the biking elders. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you think he was getting on a bike? I got him on a bike twice, and then he slipped a disc, so he claims. <laughs> Wait, self, yeah, say, he's self-diagnosed. Like you actually go to the hospital. Yeah, like, this is horrible pain, right? Yeah. He but said he, he slipped said, a disc. hey, I slipped a disc. And he told the president that too. But Elder Jace Webb is just like, oh yeah, yeah, of course that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. No, we're not going to deal with. That. I didn't we're believe. I didn't believe that. Quo. We'll just listen, walk around. Not to listen. I'm, I am not an idiot, but I did try to. Accommodate I play one on TV. Him. So Elder Rivera, right? <laughs> it was kind of funny. I'd be like biking, and like cars would like slow down next to us and roll down their window and be like, hey, your buddy's way back there, man. You what are you doing slow leaving down. him behind? And I would like turn around and he'd be not there. I would bike for like two minutes and turn around and he's gone. <laughs> Nowhere to be seen. And I had to bike back and find him. Anyways, so, and he had like, he didn't have like a when bike with tears. When you say 450, like I understand how much 450 pounds is. Are you being hyperbolic in any sense? Do you want to see a picture? No, I well... I'll describe it to the listeners if you can find one. Wow, I will f- it's easy. He's my Facebook friend. Me- <laughs> <laughs> the face page. Like, that is... Okay, so but you were biking. Like, was he not on his bike? Because you said he didn't want to be on the bike. So was he walking behind you? No, he just not. He just refused to go out. Look, hold up. Well, hold up. Hold up. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hold up. He would refuse. So that's him on his mission. So does that mean that... He refused to go out, meaning you would just leave the house on your bike, leaving him back home? No, I wouldn't go out. If he didn't go out, I didn't go out. <laughs> so what would you guys do? Okay, so that's him, bro. You think 450? I'm thinking three for sure. You think four? He was huge. That's doing him justice, bro. Uh, picture adds 10 pounds. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Jenner, are you a good judge of weight? Show it to Jenner. Let, let, let Jenner me find, be Let me find a good pick. But, Jace, wait. We also have to touch on the fact that he just didn't want to leave, and you were just like, you're yeah, trying. So, so here's what happened. <laughs> you're trying. It's all right. We'll just stay home today. So president goes. That's like him skinny. President goes, you're apathetic and won't do a darn thing. President goes, listen, if he slipped a disc. He's not biking anymore. And I was like, so are we not teaching or what? Did you tell him he hasn't gone to a doctor president? 
He had like painkillers, so he must have at some point. <laughs> at what point? Yeah, what you're with him. I'm trying to. This was four years ago. I'm trying to remember it. Okay, guys, give me a freaking break. I don't know. I think he might have gone before we were companions or something, and then it like flared up again when he was on the bike or something. Anyway, so <laughs> so he convinces president. Yeah, that that's literally me and him right there. Yeah, you found a picture. <laughs> Jenner, no, are you thinking 450 is legit? I'm, I'm going to say he's a strong 370. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I, so maybe okay I exaggerated. Oh, yeah. He's still big. Like, I get a it. Big boy, nonetheless. Anyway, so President <laughs> takes the, the elder. his freaking briefcase. <laughs> that was the translator kit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Pat Stacks. You're right, Bird. Okay, continue. You didn't do Jack. Well, no. So he convinced Vince the president to car. So then the English elders had to start biking around. They were pissed. They were so <laughs> mad. Anyway, so we have the car, and I'm like, okay, like, what do you want to do? Like, we have the car now, so let's go visit these people. And he'd be like, no, my back hurts too bad. I can't. Like, every other day. Sometimes, like, three days in a row. And how then much when we push, did How much out, pushback are you giving? I'd be like, no, Elder, like, we need to go. Like, I'm dying in here. Like, I'm in an apartment with literally nothing but scriptures. There's nothing in the apartment. There's not a hot tub. There's a bed. There's no bushes to jump into. And that's it. And him. (laughs) Right? So he'd, like, come out. But, like, we'd only be out for, like, 20 minutes. And he'd be like, I got to go. Like, we got to go home. Like, I'm feeling it. So I'd email the president and be like, listen. Oh, and by the way. Before he became my companion, the president pulled me aside before the little PowerPoint and said, I'm sorry, but I'm giving you Elder Rivera for your last companion. He apologized to you. He apologized. Before it happened, he's like, just try and keep him motivated. And I was like, I can do it. I no problem, Prez. I can do it. I made uh, I made Elder uh, Rodriguez talk. Yeah, he was really, <laughs> he was teaching by the end of it. <laughs> so well the first time. Yeah. Anyways, I'm a fixer, President. <laughs> so, anyways, we'd work for like thirty minutes, and then go home. And by the end, I was so ready to go home. It was like my last transfer. I was so ready to go home. I was just done by the end. So like, what happens? In it the, was, it when was, does, just I want you to run down the hype machine transfer episode when your face comes up and then this kid's face comes up. Well, I already to, knew. He already told me. Well, that was I, know, I know that. But what was the reaction from everyone else? Did they know what you were getting into? I think everybody knew Elder, Roger, or Elder Rivera was a pile. Yes. <laughs> everybody knew I was in trouble. You still hugged him, though? So, yeah, I hugged him. And every, here's that's the thing about it is that I really tried to like the guy. And he made some really good food. His whole thing was cooking, like, oh, I'm such a good cook, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he made some good food. Uh, that's all he wanted to do was cook. Well, when he wasn't, he's when he 370 wasn't pounds. Or that's laying in bed, he, he was cooking. And he wouldn't wake up till like, 12 or 1 in the morning, <laughs> in the afternoon. Anyways. Were you shaking him, trying to get him up? I told President, I'm like, it's not like I was just like. <laughs> yeah, but what about him? Did you shake him at all? Yeah, I'd be like, He Elder, might have been not breathing. Elder, get up. Please, we need to do something today. He'd be like, oh, I'm getting up or whatever. And then I'd email President and be like, listen, he's not doing anything and I'm going crazy. <laughs> president would be like, listen, he's a good, he's a good, good elder. I thought you said your President never responded to your emails. 
okay, he did when I was like desperate. <laughs> but if everything was good, he'd never respond. Why would he? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Scott, why are you the way you are? Why do you hate me? I don't hate you. <laughs> anyway, so but this you're is why I'm held accountable for these things. You just kind of like <laughs> Okay. The whole thing. Yeah, he responded when I told him I'm going insane, okay? He responded. How many missionaries were in your mission? Like 200. Okay, so you think every P day he's just going to reply back to everyone that says everything's going good? Great, elder, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, should. Why Mr. President what? didn't? What else is he doing, Scott? If he's All right, not let, let me finish the story, Scott. Gosh dang it. So <laughs> here's the thing is that I was going crazy. President just said it's the last transfer. Just try to make the best of it. Try and motivate him. That's it. That's all he gave me. So I'm like, okay, well, this isn't going anywhere. Dude, food motivates him. You Every about that. night I would say – Elder Rivera, I love you. And every night he would say, I will never love you, Elder. (laughs) (laughs) Every night. I'd finish my prayer. I'd look over at the pile and say, love you, man. Love you, Elder. I'll never love you. Did you ever ask him Was he being Was he being a little sarcastic? I don't know. I think maybe he actually liked me, but... But you would have to have talked to him. What about when you left? Did he give you a big hug? He gave me a hug, but that, I mean... Nothing like... I we didn't, thank you we for, didn't get along too well, you know? I mean, I tried to like him, but he, every night, I will never love you. You're that's, Facebook that's, friends that's, that's now, a, though. So. That's a tough companion. But yeah, we made it to Facebook, so... It's a tough companion. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's crazy. Um, I can't... Did you do anything, that transfer? Did you have... Hardly. I tried. No, I didn't have a baptism in my last area at all. Six months. Was that like the least, was that, was that like the least productive transfer you ever had? I, no, well, when I was with the guy that was on the voice recorder, we actually were killing it and we had a bunch of investigators and you know, it just, sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, people just don't commit and you're trying your best, but it's just not happening. That was kind of me and him. And then I got Elder Rivera. And then everything that we had was lost. And I tried to keep it up, but I could not because we would never leave. Because it's the same area, right? Yeah, same So what, what would you do? I want to know what you would do. So I would wake up at uh, 6.30. Okay, we've gone over. You try to wake him up. Sometimes you email president. I'm but, you, a, but you wake up and you're appointed at 6.30. Yeah. But what do you do? Work out for 30 minutes, study for three hours. He'd still be asleep. Three hours? Yeah, because I had language study for an hour every morning. It was an hour? I thought for me it was half an hour. Continue. We didn't even get language study. I don't... I think it was an hour. I'm trying to... We didn't? Yeah, it was an hour. It was an hour. We had two hours. Hour, personal hour, companion. So... So, companion study, study would you like asking questions while he slept? Be like, so what do you think about this? And you just look at him. (laughs) 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 And I try and wake him up. He'd make food for another hour for our lunch. Because the Spanish elders, we wouldn't leave until after lunch because by the time we were done doing all of our appointed studies, besides like there were like two days a week we didn't do language study, uh, it was 12 or like 11 or something. So we would just take lunch and then just go out for the rest of the day. Um, Except for dinner. Yeah, but normally we were out for dinner too. Like we would try and get something with a member or something. But uh, yeah, man, every morning I was just rough, just all it was. And then... (laughs) 
so most, all, I mean, half the days studying, we were still in the apartment ever, the rest of the day. Yeah, I was going to say, so did you, I mean, did you take a nap? Did you read? Did you I think I read the pace? Book of Mormon like twice. Like I finished it in pace. Spanish one time. I probably read it three times that whole transfer. And then like, dude, I don't know. What do you do when you're bored? Yeah, I, I had a ukulele that I would just play. We didn't have anything. Like I had the Testaments, that movie, and I had Ephraim's Rescue. What's that? Uh, it's like the Pioneer one. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I recommend. Yeah. Yeah, that's not church made. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not from the church, but it was approved. Yeah, it's not made by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I don't know. It was approved. We had it, so I don't know how else I would have it if I. Uh, you, yeah. you don't know how else you would have it. You also bought a Prince Royce album. Okay, well, I bought that from Walmart, but you're not just going to get a church movie in Georgia randomly. That's true. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I watched those movies over and over again. I'd watch them in English, then I'd watch them in Spanish, then I'd try and like compare and learn the Spanish from the movie. <laughs> just whatever you do. Well, I had I'd buy like Otter Pops, like the big frozen ones, and I'd just like go out on the porch and leave the door open while he was asleep, and just sit out there and slurp on Otter Pops and think about so, my. Are existence. you dressed? Are you dressed as a missionary while yeah. doing this? And yeah. people are just looking at you. They're like, "Oh, the missionaries just eat Otter Pops." On Dude, it's just like, what do you do? Like, they knew I was... Everybody in the apartment complex could see him every day. It's not like they know that... I mean, the dude can't bike. The dude can't get in the car. It's like, what was am I... Just, was it just you two in the apartment? Yeah. Okay. It was... What, what, I, what would he make? If it was a quad, it be, would have been so much better. But. Was... Did he cook... Like, did he cook well? I know you yeah, said he Yeah, he cooked some dank food. It was greasy, though. Like, there was a reason he was that big. Well, it was pretty good. Do you remember what he would make? Yeah, he'd make like delicious refried beans with jalapenos in them. Uh, really, really good. Um, he made a lot of really good salsa, just classic Hispanic food. Where's he from? Um, uh, he's from Mexico. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's he incredible. Speaking English? Yeah, he spoke, no, not well. Right. Spoke uh, Spanish really well. So you would say, would you say te amo? No, we would just speak in English. You'd say I love you in English. Yeah. He would say I would never love you back in English. In English, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for clarifying what language I was uh, being broken apart. Well, I'm just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just clarifying because like, like, te quiero is more of what you would say to a friend. I was just making sure. Maybe the problem was you were saying te amo, which is more of what you'd say to a girlfriend, boyfriend. Well, the... No, I would never. Yeah, I would never say that. That's kind of. I feel like that would be kind of gross to say to it. Well, I, I did. I mean, I did. I was never saying that to anyone on my mission, so I didn't. I yeah, I would have say take care. Of, um, my freaking white man accent. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. Mucho. Anyway, so yeah, then I went home. That was it. I probably have a couple recordings of me and him. You ended on a great note. No. I did not. I was so, so excited to go home. I was about to say, so, so leaving was on a high note. Like It was the worst the part of my mission was my last transfer. Scott, do you want to ask the final yeah. countdown? Um, a couple things. So what? So, so for, for, for future missionaries, uh-huh. what's one thing you wish you would have known before the mission that you would tell them? Hmm. I'd say it's a lot more work than you think it's going to be. Um, it's a lot harder than you think it's going to be. Although those guys can freaking Skype every Monday now. What a bunch of wusses. They can't even, they can only go in the hot tub once a week. Yeah, they're hot tubbing now. No. So 
uh, you know, I would say, yes, everybody is going to tell you before you leave to be a hundred percent obedient. Everybody says that I would tell a missionary before they left, you're not perfect. You're not Jesus Christ. And it's not going to happen. And everybody's going to tell you to do that. And it's good to have that in mind, but you need to find a balance between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. If you're going to survive your mission, if you're going to have fun on your mission. And I think it's important that you have fun while you're out there. I think for me, that was the most important thing. And that's what I felt like I gave to other missionaries who were struggling because yeah, you get depressed. I mean, you get depressed if you're out there, you're thinking about your family and you're trying to be obedient and you know, yeah, happiness comes from obedience, but you have to learn how to make yourself happy too. You know, you have to do the things emotionally that are going to make you happy as well. Okay. Um, and then knowing what you know now, would you have 18 year old Jace go on a mission again? Would you, would you do it mm-hmm. if it was your own volition and not your dad? It was you? my own volition, but I did get a lot of pressure. Okay. So, so knowing what you know now, would you do it again? as 18-year-old Jace, and if for whatever reason the church wanted you to serve a mission right now, in your present circumstance, would you go? So two-part question. Um, first, for, to answer your first question, I would have waited. I probably would have waited six months. I felt like it was too young. Okay. Uh, so yes, you would have gone. Just I was not. thrown into it, basically, so I would have. I would have gone, but I... And to be honest with you, if I would go again, the only way that would happen is if I got like a calling from a prophet or like Jesus Christ came and said, you need well, to give everything. Let's assume it is the prophet and the prophet speaks for Jesus Christ. Let's assume. The prophet directly place. asked me if I'll go on a mission Well, again. the prophet says, signs the call. Says, hey, elders, we need, I mean, hey, members of the church, we need more missionaries. We're looking to change the demographic now. This is who we need. We're looking to call back the all-star elder Webb. We heard he was a legend down in Macon. We need to call him back into action. The yeah. PowerPoints will be there too, and with transfers and everything. I think it's one thing to say that you do that, and one other thing to do it. If it Which is fair. Like, there's, there's not a right or wrong. So I would say, in my heart, yeah, I think I would do that. I think I would follow the prophet and do that. In my mind, it doesn't seem realistic. Uh, I would want to go. Uh, I don't know if I could make it happen, but if it was really like the prophet, like really saying that I we needed to go, then I would probably go. Perfect. But I think that would probably be really, really hard for me. For sure. For sure. I had I used to have nightmares about having to go out again. I think that's a pretty hold, common hold, thing. Hold on. Nightmares? Nah, well, you, it depends on what you consider a nightmare, but like I would like these <laughs> dreams where you're back on the mission. I would have dreams where I'm back on the mission for, for two more years hold and on, just feeling on. dread, you know? Like, I just holy want crap, to, I've got I two just more want, years. For the record, stenographer, please read back what Jace just said. It depends on what you define as a nightmare. So a dream which is unpleasant. Right. I had unpleasant dreams about being back out there and having to do another two years. The funny thing is I would have dreams about going back out there and I would wake up stoked. Yeah. Opposite for me. (laughs) Is that just because of Elder Rivera? It could be that I ended on such a low, depressing note. I think that would would make sense to me. But it could also be that I just, you know, I just serve the two years and I feel like I've done my service but I at the same time you know you're always supposed to be a missionary so you always have to continue okay, serving so but full time service wise follow up question on that though because you've I mean you've, you've said multiple times that things were good you just tried so what was what exactly was hard then what was hard for you um, I really missed 
my I miss being at home. I miss my friends. Even and this kind of sucks to say, but I miss them more than my family. I was closer to my friends than I was my family. And I would imagine most eighteen year olds would be right there. Yeah. With you. Yeah. yeah. So I had a hard time really, really missing my friends. Had a, t- you know, at, at some point you get used to not going out on the weekend. Like at the first yeah. couple of weeks yeah. of your mission, you're like, it's a Friday night. I could be like out doing stuff with my friends. Yeah. After a while, you're like, meh. Well, no, I have a theory that prison, prison is probably a lot like this. Eventually, you just get to a point where you're like, well, this is what I do. Right. Yeah. Like, this is just there's, what there's I There's no do. change. The same way with work now. I'm like, yeah, every day feels like a Monday. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a Saturday or a Friday or yeah. whatever. It just all feels the same because I do the same thing every day. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I had a really good mission. I really appreciated my time there. Uh, a lot of people ask if I'd go back and visit Georgia. Probably not. You've never been back? No, and I don't really plan on it. Uh all the people that I taught are in trailer parks and probably don't live there anymore. It's kind of a come and go community. Would it be, I don't know if it would be worth it. Maybe if I visited Savannah it was really nice, but it'd be hard to find people that I taught to go back to uh, a lot of people that I baptize have moved. So, and I don't really love the area. I don't really love the demographic of Georgia. It's hot. Uh, the people aren't very nice. They said, well, may- maybe they'd be nicer if I wasn't an LDS missionary. Right. If I went back now, they'd be like, oh, he's just a normal dude. I'll be nice to him. But they were not nice to us in the Bible Belt. So I don't have unpleasant feelings, uh, but I just don't feel like I would want to take the time off of work and pay for the t- ticket to go out there. If it was, like, given to me, then yeah, I'd go. But I'd rather go to Hawaii. <laughs> right, right, right. Elder Webb, Macon, Georgia, Spanish-speaking. This has been great, Jace. 2013-2015? I don't feel like... Yeah, what was it? 2013-2015? 2013-2015, baby. I don't feel like this is any different than conversations we typically have, so I think it was awesome. No, yeah, it feels very natural, doesn't it? Uh, okay, anything else? <laughs> we good? No, and thanks. let's end it there.